Hey everybody, welcome to So What Now. Uh, this is episode 30. Um, the co-host is not here for the first time. Um, it's going to happen multiple times um, when Vic can't make it or when I can't make it. We'll be able to work out some issues together, but we got Vic's blessing to actually do a podcast with other individuals, you know, out of our realm, usually. And this is what we like to do. We like to invite anybody who is willing to talk about their opinion. And so we have three individuals in the house tonight, other than, you know, the co-host. So introduce yourself, you guys. Uh, want me to go first? Sure. <laughs> All right, what's going on, guys? My name's Andrew. Chilling here. I met Christian actually at Cedardale. Uh, we started working together and uh, we became boys. We started chilling. Christian likes to party too. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's what's up. <laughs> uh, I'm Devin. Uh, same thing as Andy, you know. I met Christian through Cedardale. I went to the gym there and stuff, so that's how I met him. Right, right. I'm Gavin. I'm 22 from Haverhill. I've been boys with Andrew for a long time and that's grown into a lot of different relationships, and now I'm sitting here in a group full of friends, you know. Making a podcast. Making a podcast. <laughs> I appreciate you guys coming on. This is truly a blessing. Um, I love it when people just want to actually, you know, chop it up a little bit and whatnot about different opinions, perspectives, and whatnot. So we were just talking about before we started hitting uh, record here. We were talking about stage fright a little bit, and this is your first time in front of a microphone, you guys, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's correct. Yeah. All three of us. Um, so what basically is your experience right now, just a minute 40 in? Is it weird? Who wants to go first? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's definitely weird, yeah. It's, it, definitely. it's new because, like, you know there's going to be someone else that you won't be able to see uh, listening, and automatically they're going to have an opinion on you, right? Yeah. So you want to make sure that... It's the right opinion. Make sure you say the right thing. But I don't know. It, it can be definitely nerve-wracking thinking that deep into it. I feel like after a couple more claws, a little, <laughs> bit, a little bit more time, we're just going to start free-flowing. It'll be more comfortable in like I don't know, a couple more minutes. Once, once we hit those topics that For we people all... people who don't know what all, claws are, is white claws, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, once we start like getting into it, though, getting into topics we all actually feel passionate about, we'll definitely, mm-hmm. we'll definitely get into it and start going off. How about you, Dev? Uh, oh my God, not Devin. Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've talked in front of a mic, like doing a voiceover on YouTube videos, but that's in like my own control. Like, I can take that scrap and throw it in the trash can any minute. You know, it's exactly. a different scene. But this is I, like I feel like I'm held to a higher standard where you know I can't just throw it away. This is my choice now, which is cool. It's cool with me. I like it. But it's definitely <laughs> yeah. a direct reflection on my intellect. Like when you hear my voice, that's what's coming out of my mouth it's from my mind. You know. Mm-hmm. That's what you're judging me by. Exactly. I have a question for Christian. Yeah. So do you ever like hear a podcast like you, or all of you guys actually, do you hear your own voice and are you like, you don't really like oh your voice? This, your, this way your voice sounds over a recording. Like people take Snapchat videos of, and then you hear your voice after you're like, oh dude, Run delete that. Yeah, delete. Like, I'm brutal. sure I'm going to hear this later and be like, delete that shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not really going to care, but like yeah, your yeah, voice Make me sound different. deeper, make me sound deeper. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> deeper and like... It's just like the laughing, like crazy ass laughs. Bro, my laughs are crazy. That video we the have. The video I have of Mooney, because when I find something really funny, bro, I don't even think about it. I just lose it, <laughs> and my laugh is so high-pitched. It's insane. <laughs> Dude, we all laugh. have that crazy laugh, the low-key deep. If someone makes you die laughing, <laughs> you're going to burst out, dude. No, absolutely. I personally hated my voice just listening to it over and over and over again because, you know, me, either me or Vic basically uh, edits these podcasts where like 
nah, I don't like the way that shit sounds, dude. <laughs> Hell no. So it definitely takes time to get used to, to accept, like, kind of like accepting, like, your own self. Yeah. I don't want to get too deep here, but, like, you know, just, it ain't going to change. Just, you know, it, you just vibe with it. You know what exactly. I mean? So I know you were saying that you just lost it, you know, when you lose it and you start laughing like crazy. Yeah. You know, what's, I, I was thinking about it the other day. It's crazy how, like, we all have our own perspectives of what we think is funny. Yeah. You know? So one thing you can show somebody that's hilarious to you and the other person just doesn't laugh. And does it. So how do you guys react to that? How do you guys react to that, though? How do you guys, are you just, like, awkwardly there or you just, like, kind of tell them, like, dude, do you not think that's funny? That's when you just put the video away. That, me personally, I'll go off on that. How do you not think this is funny right now, dude? This is crazy. I want them. I want to like force my opinion down their throat, dude. Like yeah. this is hilarious, right? uh, dude. I'm like the like when they don't like it. I'm like, damn. Why do I like it? <laughs> it really just makes you question like everything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's like with everything, and not just with comedy or what, what your opinion is on you know a certain video game or or just a movie. You're just like, damn. What is it that person didn't see that I saw? Mm-hmm. So. I think that chops it up right right where we want it to be um, in terms of video games, right? Mm-hmm. And you guys all grew up playing video games. Oh, oh we games. love video games yeah. Dude, to this had, day. I think this is four gamers sitting yes. around this table yeah. right yes. now. Yes, hardcore. Yeah. Video games. So what is it about video games, especially when you go back to something you used to play so much? Why does that nostalgia hit you so much? Is it because you remember the time of you playing it? Or is it just because you enjoyed that game that much that it makes you just remember certain things? It's got to be the fondness of the first time exploring that world. Yeah. You know, especially, like, I used to play Gauntlet with my family. All four, so we worked as a team. And that, to me, was awesome. Because that was the memory of working as a team with my family and playing through this game, exploring the whole world. You know, like, you get to a certain level, you have, like, this pet, dude. You had like, a pet dragon that would fight with you, dude. It was so cool. I don't know, like, the game was awesome, don't get me wrong, but... I think the memories of being with my family was the best part of it. You know, the split-screen action on the GameCube, dude. Those were the days. Do you get that nostalgia when you go back and play it to this day? No, never. It's not this. <laughs> we just beef all day now. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's so, so that's wild that you that that's your perspective on it because another other person's perspective would be like. Nah, that. you know that was just that one time. You know, we we all were coll- uh, collabing and whatnot. Mm. But it, it brings you that back to that fundamental question of why doesn't that person feel like that other thing? Because we all formulate our own opinions at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. And how we feel and what what brings them out brings us out emotionally is like the most important thing. And I think a lot of people nowadays. Well, I could just I'm only speaking for myself here, but a lot of people nowadays are just afraid to actually. Tell, tell others on how they actually feel because they, they, they either think it's not a safe thing to do or it's not cool, or it's not, cool yeah. not fitting in. So, you know, there's a bunch of different varieties in terms of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, whenever I go and play video games, dude, N64. Mario and Nintendo 64 in specific. I, I never had one, dude. N64, GameCube. I had a GameCube. PlayStation 2, bro. Dude, yes. Yeah. I just remember because... I'm the littlest of two older brothers, and my oldest brother is actually six and a half years apart from me. Mm-hmm. So when I was growing up and I was six and he was 12, forget about it. Excuse me. He was like 
ripping like SOCOM on PS2. <laughs> he was ripping like Metal Gear Solid, oh, everything. Yeah. Like, and I was just watching him like, dude, that's so cool. And then I remember my first experience of seeing GTA San Andreas as a little yeah, kid. I, I was like, <laughs> why is he saying fuck? And don't, or, 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 or keep up, motherfucker. <laughs> when, um, this dude says it. I forget who it was, that character. CJ's boy. Oh my god! Yeah. Not big smoke. Sanders is OG though. Uh, Lil Rider, I forget his name. I always oh. um, it's gonna kill me. But I thought they just called Rider. Rider, that's what it was. Yeah, Rider. They just called him Rider. <laughs> so yeah, that, I just that nostalgia just brings me back to the times with my brother when he had his uh, when he had his room in his basement. He was ripping EverQuest too, just every type of game, and it just somehow passed down to me. Because just looking at him play all the time, and I always wanted to play, but I never got a chance on the sticks. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, you're going to ruin my shit, or like, you're going <laughs> to ruin my KD on this game, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it, it's that competitive edge, especially if you are if you know someone that's as competitive in video games. Mm-hmm. And that's, I'm so and competitive, dude. I'm telling I you. I hate losing anything. I hate and video that. games? Video games. What, what game specific have you gotten the most frustrated in because you're so competitive in it? Dude, if you say Rocket League, we're not friends. No, <laughs> it's, it's not Rocket League. Uh, Although I'm, that game is mad frustrating. I want to say 2K. I yeah. Say, I say I actually I used but I used to be like a prof, like not professional but like I, I did tournaments 2K back when I was in high school. I played like for money. Like I took that shit serious. I was in a crew back on 2K14. It was like number two in the world uh, on Xbox. It was it was intense. Like. And you lose a game, bro. We we we'd always get get into games with the number one in the world, and and I remember we'd always talk shit back and forth, blah blah. blah. And we would get so mad if we lost one of those games. Sometimes they'd win, sometimes we win, but like that game is specific because of the amount of time I put into it and everything, and like the stakes that I was held at playing for money and this and that. You make losing, one mistake. Lo- losing. Big deal. One bad shot. One turnover. Uh, didn't play good enough defense on this one player, let this dude hit the winning shot, whatever, anything like that. Like, you just lost, like, probably, like, 50 bucks, you know? So, like, yeah. I used to get livid. It's crazy, too, because <laughs> how how mad we get at these, literally, figurative reality. Like, it's, like, not even real, you know what I mean? But, like, we would say that back in high school, but, like, now this shit's really real. Like there's esports for like everything. Esports, esports for like wow. for like oh, League dude, of Legends is literally more watched than probably hockey mm-hmm. right now. It's gonna take over Be- because oh, of yeah. uh, COVID nineteen. How like all sports are canceled right now? You know, there's no NFL, no NBA, yeah. no nothing. Esports is bigger no than hockey. ever. Esports has blown up. I I went to watch TV at my girl's house the other day. I'm trying to like look for old NBA games, and I click on it, and it's eSports NBA 2K. Yeah, for, 2K because of COVID, they dude. don't they don't got the games on. They're so they ball, they're it. all pros playing on live television, dude. On 2K, that's like, how that's, they were. So it's sick. literally watching people play video games. So cool, mm-hmm. isn't that crazy? I think it's that cool. Imagine that, that, that kind of goes back though. to you and your brother, though. Yeah, that's true. You know, there's a fondness of watching that's somebody very, that's very really true. good or talented at the game. You know, mm-hmm. they don't do somebody that's like been playing this way more than you have. It's it's interesting. It's true. It's very interesting, and and I catch myself on YouTube for hours. You know how you get into that. That's a whole another topic that we'll get into Bro, later. Twitch, Literally, YouTube, you just that. 
fall into this rabbit hole of YouTube <laughs> where you're literally, all right, I got to go to bed in an hour. <laughs> Every night. And then you realize it's 2 o'clock in the morning. You're like, damn, why am I still on YouTube? Like, right, dude, why am I video. watching videos on how to make a birdhouse right now? <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Like, you would say, like, one more video, next thing you know, you look at the window, bro, the sun starts coming up, you're like, shit. Can we all agree, like, with YouTube in the palm of our hands, we're all the jack of all trades right now. Mm -hmm. If you don't know how to do something, you just search up a video. Yeah. You follow it step by step, and if you have the right tools, you can do anything. There's a video for everything. Exactly. What's Mm -hmm. crazy about that, what about those individuals who just didn't have that access to, like, a YouTube, a Google can mm-hmm. you imagine how different it should have been yeah, for them? No, no longer is the oldest guy the smartest person in the room now. You know, like, mm-hmm. you'd be true. a lot younger and you have all the knowledge in your hands. That's true. Exactly. That's very true. It's kind of interesting. Yes. Now that I'm thinking about it, too, what if you were put in a time, let's say, I don't know, the 80s, where it was the arcade era, right? Mm-hmm. Of video games, Atari, <laughs> you know, just going to an actual place where there is actually the arcade, where you have multiple of those, mm-hmm. you know? And you would put in money to yeah, play that's... these games, right? It would be like quarters. Quarters, of yeah, course, but, but that's like definitely game. worth a lot more 35 years ago. Mm. A quarter, for I know, sure. I know for a fact, Gavin and this kid Devin, if there was, like, if it was back in the day like that, we would show up to, like, a pizza shop or a bowling alley just to beat high. They would show up just to beat high scores and be the leader every week. Oh, you would week, see they GTW would on the top of every board. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Gavin, Gavin and Devin are honestly, aside from my little brother, are, like, the top three, like, competitive gamers I know, dude. Yeah. I know there's also, like, my boy Christian Nunez. Yeah. yeah he's, he takes it super serious, too. Nasty. My boy Colby Prescott. Yeah. They, they're super big gamers, dude, and they take, uh... Not even gaming, I don't want to say so seriously, but they're really good at it. You know, they play mm-hmm. often, and they're really good. Right. So we would, out. so you guys would be- basically be in the arcade if you guys grew up in the 80s. Oh, like, absolutely. all the time, right? My grandmother put in, uh, put a game, one of the old uh, uh, Game Boys mm-hmm. with no color on it, mm-hmm. um, with a Pikachu, uh, Pokemon uh, Yellow. Pikachu on it. Oh. Yeah, and it was my, I, I was probably, like, I don't even know, like six years old or something. Um, it was my very first time, like, ever touching a game. She just gave it to me one time. And I started playing, I was, I was trash. I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I, I just had a lot of fun with it. And then ever since then, then I ended up getting the 64. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, I start, I, I was hooked. Like, once I got the 64, I wanted the GameCube. Then I wanted the Wii. Then I wanted the Xbox. Mm-hmm. If you talk, I, like, right now, like, Andy always laughs. I have the Xbox One right now. I have the PS4, and I have the Nintendo Switch. I have, like, any system I can get my hands on just because, like, once you, like, really get into the gaming, like, you know how they have, like, the whole console wars, whatever, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, There's there's exclusives, and, like, for me, like, damn, I love games so much, I don't want to not be able to play this game because I don't have the system. Mm -hmm. So everybody's like, oh, PS4 is better, Xbox is better. I'm like, bro, I'm just going to have them all because I can just enjoy all the games now. I don't have to miss out on anything. And that's and that's just how bro, I, I get deep into. I it. hate the feud between Xbox and PlayStation. And it's I honestly, stupid. I wish well, I wish whatever one has more money could just buy the other one out and make yeah, one well, console. Competition is good. Competition is good. Competition, competition is, good, is good. But yes. I hate how like some of my friends like have the PS4 and I have the Xbox One, and games come out for both, and we can't play together because. That's why every th- I think everything should just be crossplay. Exactly. Every multiplayer. I, well, I, that's my one. Longer, that's my one like. 
hope for next gen console. For oh, it's gonna each be. game it's gonna be, for multiplayer, no matter what multiplayer game you get, either console, you should be able to play with Let's it. Like the biggest problem between them though is keyboard and mouse versus controller. Yeah. Correct. Just about I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that. But, you, but who, really, is, who really started no. that, uh, that wave of cross platform? These battle royale games. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. 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 Definitely. But dude, Gavin, mm -hmm. that's not a problem anymore. The, uh, the, because, dude, you can go out and buy a keyboard for your Xbox That's if you true. really want to be that guy. Yeah, yeah but it's yeah, just but not sometimes you want to kick back on console and play in that field, you don't want to be up against the yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And mm -hmm. It's also, it's you know, computers are an open system mm -hmm. where, you know, there are cheaters on that side. That's yeah. right. You know, it's mm -hmm. much can... more likely to come across one than on an Xbox. True, true. You're yeah. absolutely keyboard, right. Keyboard and mouse players have it, like, on a competitive standpoint, like, there's some games, like, like, some games they don't matter. Like Rocket League, for example, is another game I play a lot uh, competitively, and and most PC players use a controller anyways. That's a game where keyboard and mouse really wouldn't do anything. Any shooter though, any game where you have to aim and shoot something or anything that's with response time, PC will blow you out of the water. Yeah, because yeah. you know it's just easy to mod it. That, you like, know, aim bots or just whatnot. So it's like just, a really it's good easy. console player Correct. is like an average PC. Correct. And, and no, that's just because right. the advantages they have is yes. insane. I'm going to switch over to computer and I never regretted it. Mm -hmm. Really? Huh? Like, the games over there have been so much better. Hmm. I mean, I got hooked on Counter-Strike back in like 2010. Oh, I, I wish my boy Vic was so here. Hard. He <laughs> loves Counter Strike, dog. Yeah, he bro. loves it. Bro, I geek when up. he listens to it, he might cry. That game was he yeah. might <laughs> cry. When he listens to this part, he might cry. That yeah. game he loves Counter Strike. You yeah. would have a lot to say. <laughs> About it, yes. And World of Warcraft. Oh yeah, oh, dude, I bought World of Warcraft for a month and I loved it. But I had, this is way back when I had no money. I was like, I can't afford this game. Exactly. Yeah. So what is it about those games, right? Those games where you have to grind for something, right? What is it? Is it that, like, rush that you get that's well, just like a stimulus when you response win another from like, round? video games? I thought it was the it's community. The best thing in the world, I think it's you the think community. so? Dude, when you... I, I sold cute all the way to global. I didn't even need a team. It was worthwhile, dude. It was so much fun. Really, huh? Yeah, it was an addiction. So is it is it more or less of like because you know I get addicted to these games because like the, the grind I want to get to that level because no one else in my friend group or like exactly. the whole entire like group is at my level mm -hmm. so that's the competitive aspect of it but when I get to that level and I'm capped out why did I just do that I don't know why I feel like that though so, that's what hit me dude I hit global elite. And I started looking around, I was like, ah, I could keep playing, but I'd just be maintaining the rank at this point. Exactly. Yeah. So I almost, hitting global, hitting the cap was almost like, now what? Now and I wish that I added so more people now? going on my way up. <laughs> so what like now? No pun intended. <laughs> Seriously, dude. I should have transferred over to like face or something and started like trying to go pro, but never bothered. Yeah. And I started working full time and I was like, kind of got in the way. Yeah. So even as kids now, even like the future of like gaming. Let's say, like, for these kids who are coming into, like, high school, right? And they have the PS5 and, and the, the new Xbox that's coming out. Mm. Dude, if I was a kid right now, I'd be so hyped. But you see the prices on this shit? The mm. stock price is going to be insane. And they're planning on, 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 on um, whatchamacallit? What is it? Oh, raising the game prices yep, by seven. 10 bucks. Honestly, to 70. I'm sure there's games that come out today that are amazing. And there are, no doubt, like, some of the features you play in games, like Call of Duty now has, like, you know, you're playing Zombies, Warzone, Battle Royale, you're playing, like, you know, multiplayer campaign. It's, you're, it's like you're playing one. multiple games at once. It's incredible how much they've, like, that one game now has. So, not to say that games nowadays aren't good, but 
back in the like back in the day of like the old Halos, they used to hide all kinds of secrets in the games. You could spend Love hours it. just Love trooping it, through looking for the skulls and stuff like that. There's so much community to Halo Three that's so, unbelievable. You know what? I think what I'm trying to get at right now, just based off what you just said about Halo, mm. what's lacking today, in my opinion, of video games is originality. Because when you have that original originality plus creativity, that hybrid. Because you can create any game lobby you wanted in Halo. Mm -hmm. yeah, Anything yeah. you wanted. Custom yeah, was games Bro, was like... Halo Reach custom games, you could you could do so much. I used to... I, all I used to do, I'd, I'd get on Halo Reach, and I'd have like... I'd be in a lobby full of like 30 people, because you could have like massive lobbies. And we would all just do these crazy custom like custom games, like Assassin's Creed. Like people would make the, the maps in the Forge mode, and then you'd make the, like, the rules and everything. And it was... Bro, like, after, like, and that was something that the developers didn't really have to do. Like, the community made those game modes and just kept the game alive. Do you think that that should come back? What? Where, like, the community or just, like, people who play the game have the ability to be customizable? Oh, yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah, because the sandbox games and stuff like that, that's an acquired taste, um, like, for example, Sea of Thieves, that's a sandbox game mm -hmm. that a lot of people don't like. Um, but the the community that is there, they, they're so loyal. Like, these guys will play forever. I'm one of them. I played it a lot. But I know people who are, like, it's all they play. All day, every day, Sea of Thieves. Um, just because you can literally get on that game, it's a sandbox. You're free to do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. You want to go, like, fuck up somebody's ship, you can. Steal their stuff. You want to go do these types of missions? You can. You can literally just like swim around, explore, do whatever. You have the option, and that's why like uh, open world games are so popular now. Um, and Skyrim. Sky it's because Sky it's because there isn't a high turnover rate. I feel like there's a lot of games nowadays where you're just like, damn, I'm bored of it. Let me go buy another one. Mm -hmm. yeah. And those games, exactly. that's endless hours of dude. playing, dude. Mm -hmm. That's why those open world games are so successful. Mm -hmm. they get, remember how many times an Assassin's Creed would have come out every year and people would be like damn I gotta get prepared for the other one yeah and like you mentioned before you were like how the game prices are going to like $70 yeah, yeah, per yeah, game yeah. now but you have to think about it now you can game share with somebody I game share with um, That's a good one point. of my boys it's $35 each we, both, we just go halves and we have a brand new game I'm gonna be honest I haven't bought a $60 AAA game in years yeah I have not paid full price for video games. It's so not worth long. it. I'll only catch a game on sale for like ten bucks on Steam. Yeah, I'll play it for like an hour and say it's not really worth it. I'd rather my ten dollars and I'll refund it. Honestly, God, and I just go really, play Counter Strike huh? again. Yeah. Wow. It's one of the, I haven't. I used to be a fiend. You can tell you. It's just it isn't the same way anymore. Like I don't spend the same amount of time on there. So I just play the games that I love and. I don't buy games anymore because I don't really support where they're going. Like Activision's very greedy. I think that like, oh. the loot box wave that EA Sports. is unbelievable. Don't get me started with those in-game currencies, dude. Oh I, man, I can't stand it, but that's the way of the future. But that's just the way it's it always is, changing. Man. It's always changing too, man. And we just have to adapt to it and kind of find our own ways to actually like these games as well. Mm -hmm. Again, it comes down to preference and all that. But what I used to do with video games, dude. Let's say I didn't have an N64 anymore or had a GameCube. The thing was to have the 360s and the PS3s and whatnot, especially early high school. Mm -hmm. And the 360, remember those arcade games? Oh, yeah. Well, you could just get a USB, right, and download all those games on the computer, and you would have all of them on your USB mm -hmm. illegally. 
-hmm. They did it for so long. I did it for a while, like two or three years straight. Mm -hmm. And I would share it with my boys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was so easy to do. It's just like the same exact thing with emulators on your phone. Yep. Yeah. I could spend hours on my Pokemon, but like I don't have to go out and buy like an expensive ass Game Boy because it's so now, retro. How do you feel about that? Like, I mean, like I know that it's be it's beneficial for you to be able to get cheap and free stuff. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can enjoy stuff at the cost of almost nothing, if not zero. You know, but how do you feel about pirating and you know taking from other people's work? Love it. <laughs> you personally love it as long as it's in free terms, for me uh, sure. but i mean in terms of what way though destroying them in their own way like you know like i'm destroying them in their own way but the, at the end of the day dude they're, they're making so much money yeah you know i agree for me just to play a game for a few like, hours yeah. it's like whatever if it was you know i get it with like movies and stuff like that why people going still bang, pirate yeah. movies and like exactly you know, yeah, like, what about fight, a small you company like, 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 like some small niche company that like mm -hmm. really enjoy their games yeah you know if you pirated their game like I, I could totally see if you pirated it played it said this was really awesome then bought it at the end of it yeah you know or halfway through and you said this this game is really worthwhile I want to pay for it because I, I understand buying a game and it sucks that's just waste of money that's horrible yeah but you know like piracy is kind of a tough subject because yeah one time like yeah you don't want to waste your money you don't mm -hmm. but you also you should be supporting the people that make these great games. Correct. But it's Correct, because they put their... Like, I mean, there's somebody working at a desk you know, for eight yeah. hours. There's like a whole bunch of people working at desks for eight hours a day. You know? Yeah. If you don't support the main or company, they don't keep their job. I don't know job. if you heard about the crazy Fortnite scandal. What was that? Where there were these individuals who were working almost 80 hours a week just to keep Fortnite just going. I that doesn't surprise me. Because it's a free... It's cause, cause, because it's video game the game it's itself is free. Pirating. But like... People get like you know custom customizable cool skins, their guns and whatnot. They get like all these types of things. It's basically you pay the to game. play nowadays. Exactly, yeah. you pay to play. But mm -hmm. like those most people, a stuff. lot. I know a lot of people who just play the game just to play the game. Is it they don't even get those battle passes of whatnot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, like okay, like yeah. So you're playing a free game. Yeah. You know, do you do you agree with supporting the developer in that way? Yes and no. Only because I don't think these video game companies should have that much advantage over their workers, if you know what I mean. I feel like because I feel like if you know what's actually going on behind closed doors, you would go and support them. But most of these people are just ignorant to it. Yeah. Bro, I, I remember when I was taking, uh, when I first started college and I was taking computer science courses. Obviously, if, you're, if you ever jump into computer science coding and uh most of them want to be video game developers so coding and stuff like that is video games come up a lot and i remember um we went into an article about how the video game industry is so so brutal on those workers like mm -hmm. like you said they're working 70 80 hour weeks and that's and that's not like anything crazy that's that's the norm in that industry it's just because like it's so demanding right because think about like hardcore gamers like us. We we let's say we get like a really good single player game. Mm -hmm. If we like fiend on it and really play it out, we'll be done with it in like a week. Like we'll done everything there is to do. Like if you're really playing hard enough, the game's done. If you're really hard, you can finish it in three days. Um, and then next thing you know, we're asking, all right, when's the next game coming out? Where's the next game? You know, because like hardcore gamers can blow through games like real quick and and. These games take like two, two plus years to make, and 
a player can finish it in a week. Um, so these guys, and they have constant deadlines, right? Like Fortnite says, all right, the update's coming this day. If they, if they have to push it back a week, they're going to get thrashed on Twitter. And that's, <laughs> it, that's just how it is. Um, and is they, they have, the video game industry has to meet so many deadlines. There was people, uh, the article actually highlighted the fact that dudes were like unhealthy. They weren't eating, they were passing out, stuff like that. Like, I, I wanted to get into the gaming industry, obviously, because that's like what I'm really passionate about. Um, and that completely turned me away. Like, it's brutal. I've, I've heard way too many bad things about that industry. So, I have a question for all three of you guys. And this is not just for video games. It could just be for anything. Do you believe that a lot of people would support like a company like video games or just like something that revolves around like finances of what they need from other people to actually buy their their content? It could just range from anything like apps, um, people working in Google, Apple. Do you guys believe that if more people knew the truth of what's actually going on, you guys would think that it would stray people away? Or do you think people are just going to do it because, you know, it's just a people problem? I think that it would still happen. Like, I I think that it wouldn't be bad enough for him to go out of business. Mm-hmm. I think, of course, there would be some people who would be, like, done with it. You believe there would be, like, a pushback? Oh, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say so detrimental that they'd go out of business. Gotcha. I think they'd still be living lavish, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, some people would definitely be turned away. It's the same thing with, like, um, I don't know if you saw the, the list of all the food industries that supported Trump, right? Gotcha. And obviously that's a super controversial thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and obviously in our area, especially a lot of people don't like Trump. Yeah. Um, so I, all I saw on social media was that list everywhere. People saying boycott these businesses. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, like for instance, Wendy's was one of the places and goya i love goya i'm hispanic so a lot of people like goya shout out goya hispanic or not people love goya and just because i think that's where it becomes like my whole my whole problem with cancel culture yeah because it's something that won't go away although the way people word things should change i agree i think because we andy you and i were talking about that before we even recorded it and gavin so I think the way, I think that's my final conclusion to it. The way people word things is very misleading. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'm sure there's tons of other businesses out there to support Correct. Trump. I mean, like, any, any big business is going to support Trump. It, if you have a massive platform, yeah. forget about it. You, you say one word incorrectly, you're getting thrashed on. Mm-hmm. You're getting destroyed. And, 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 and the way Trump has his laws set up it completely benefits big businesses Mm -hmm. it's just there's no reason why they wouldn't Mm -hmm. um it's just they're doing what's beneficial for them which is understandable we would do what's beneficial for us type thing yeah um but you you still see like companies like wendy's and all that they're still in business Mm -hmm. even though this it went viral yeah who's 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 gonna turn away a four for four yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna turn away a four if for they four. they like the food enough. And they got a new deal, too, that got, like, a two for five. Mm-hmm. Now I'm out here advertising for Wendy's. McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's, <laughs> McDonald's took away the 24-hour breakfast, dude. I'm pissed. Did they really? Yeah, dude. How dare you, they? You, you can't get a snack wrap at freaking, like, <laughs> I'm 3 a.m. I'm <laughs> Oh, my. I'm heated. <laughs> but that's yeah, crazy. That's, but, like, 
that's going back to the point, like, if people did know about everything I was talking about, how bad mm-hmm. the, the gaming business is, I mean, regardless, if you like the games enough, you're still going to play them. That's right. Like, I think it, it does come down to, at the end of the day, no matter what's going on politically or wh- how is that affecting that other person, morals always come into the way and preferences and perspectives. Yeah. There's no so such thing as three. bad publicity. If exactly. you're talking about them, you're talking exactly. about them. Exactly, you're yeah. talking about them, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, their name's in your mouth, they're big enough. It's kind of like a double-edged sword, mm-hmm. you know? It's... Well, <laughs> all right, so back to like the video game companies and working eight hours a week. Yeah. You gotta look at the pl- employees. Then are they pushovers? Are they getting paid well? Is it is it really that bad of an environment? Or do you think that they're making eighty hours a week and they're freaking crushing it right now? Honestly, I don't know that. That's a really good no, question. I, have, I haven't I, really looked into this. If they're being pushed into it, they're gonna lose their job if they don't work eighty hours a week. I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier too. If we actually knew what was going on behind closed doors, I think we'd have all different opinions on how we would approach this. Mm-hmm. I feel like they had a lot of pressure since, like, I know at one point, dude, there's no way that this isn't true. I don't I don't have the facts, but yeah. Fortnite was definitely the number one game at one Oh, it was. Oh, it was. Without a doubt. Dude. Yeah, record-breaking. I'm record-breaking. sure these dudes got bonuses, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's millions coming into I don't want to just make facts out, out of nowhere, but, dude, if, to have the number one game, it's a lot of pressure on your shoulders. You got to put the work in. I'm sure they got paid. Oh, well, they, after. They, they made And if bang. they didn't, if they didn't, then there's an issue. Then bro, there's, there's an issue, a huge exactly. Issue. If, you look at, if you look at the tournament, bro, they gave away, they, they gave away, like, a total of, like, $100 million in, in tournament winnings. Um, it, like, they, bro, they have money to throw away. And, they, bro, they blew up. They were the biggest game ever on, on streaming platforms, <laughs> everything. They, they were the biggest game ever. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and, and that's the thing, too. They've made all this money. It's a free-to-play game. Exactly. They, you don't even have to genius. pay for it. It genius. is genius. They well, did yeah, it. They, easily hooked. They are definitely a trend. on multiple platforms, you know, you can just download Yeah, they're tomorrow. definitely a trendsetter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. And I feel like if you, that comes down to the whole thing of originality. The Battle Royale. Everyone came out with a Battle Royale game after oh, they came disgusting. out. You know, that PUBG, was the thing no, to was, do. PUBG was the original. I gotcha, PUBG. You PUBG that was only for it. PC for a long time. Was, for that a while. game was so much fun. It was good, not even perfect, dude. It was kind of glitchy. Yeah. I remember playing it and like, crawling for miles because oh, I was so, so worried about getting killed. Dude. <laughs> yeah. My heart was pounding. Yeah. Like, now that like, game oh, is very God. successful still. Fortnite blew up People right after yeah. that, dude. And it was, I, I remember watching Fortnite and, and saying, eh, it's not, it's not my, di- my thing, but... People love that game. Can we all agree yeah. that Call of Duty has made the best Battle Royale? Call of Duty always <laughs> Warzone, The Warzone? Warzone is better than Fortnite and PUBG's, it, though, in I mean. my opinion. Hey, uh, well, that's opinionated. That's yeah, opinionated. Exactly. No, yeah, just, the best exactly. one forever was PUBG. Like, honestly, God, when it first came out, dude, there was so many videos. It was oh, going so viral. Dude, it was so <laughs> cool to play. See, I'm yeah, it was Apex very cool. Version. Nothing yeah, like The dynamic of it was cool. I played Apex a few times. It wasn't my thing. It reminded me like they're trying to be Halo too much. You know, you know what Apex was for me? And I love Apex. Mm-hmm. I just started playing it again. That game is like a mixture of like Halo and Titanfall at the well, same exact came, time. It came from Titanfall. Exactly. All the characters are from Titanfall and everything. That's, That's true. what a lot of people don't know. They're like All the characters, they actually just did an event where they're going back into the stories of all the characters um, from Titanfall. So there's actually references like in the story that... If you didn't play Titanfall, you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious what everyone here's number one. Even if it's a whole series, you have to pick one game out of the series. What is everyone's number one favorite game of oh, all time? Of all time? That has came out right Jeez. now. Oh, come out right now? Yeah. No, no, that's Wait. out to this day. Oh, out to this day. What would be your number any one? Any console? Game you've any ever console? Played? Any anything. Wait, I've console ever played. or game? 
any what? console, like console, any, PC, anything. It could be any What is your number one favorite? Within any console. Halo, Counter Strike. Blah, blah, blah. I couldn't pick a best console. You have, you have yeah. to pick one. I is could. it best co- best console or best game? And best game. Oh, best game. Okay. Out of okay, any. Fine. All right. Best game. Best game. What would be your all time favorite that you can always look back and you say, "This is the shit. Yeah. This is my favorite." What would be yours, Christian? I'm curious about all of you guys. That's tough. Um. Oh, I know mine. I can I can tell you it right now. What is it? Cause I want to hear everyone. <sighs> Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. Which That's one? Which a one? Solid, That's solid, a solid game. He said series or anything. Series or anything. So what? Which Grand which Theft Auto? Which one in specific? San Andreas. Or well, four. Was four crazy, was a lot of fun. Though. Five was wild. Five, five was, was a ton wild. Of fun. Yeah, I think like that. Five was wild. That game came the out one that ago. like defined me the most was honestly Vice City. Of course, really? dude. Yeah, of course. I got that for that. The reason, the reason why I say Vice City is because there was never another Grand Theft Auto in that setting ever again. Unless you were talking add-on, that was like maybe like Vice City stories, but like that wasn't like an actual game. That's why I'm pushing for the next GTA to be in Vice City because it hasn't been in Vice City since Vice City actually happened. You know, San Andreas has happened twice with GTA mm-hmm. 5. You know, Liberty City is just the original. Right, of course. Mm-hmm. So I think they should bring it back to, like, Miami. Mm-hmm. Like, that's – I thought that whole concept was oh, so yeah. cool. I, was, I didn't think – what about you, Gavin? For what? Video, your video one game? game that is your all-time favorite, no matter any PC, con- anything, any console. Anything. I've played so many good games, dude. I put many hours into many games. But you gotta but pick one if you had one. The number one game would have to be Halo 3. Halo 3. Why do you love that game? That game... My boy, Vic, would love you once again. Why does yeah. that stand out? That Why game? does that stand out to you? Bro, there was, like, I remember we'd play online. We'd all play on my guest account. My sister, my father, and my brother would yeah, all get that. on, dude. We'd all be riding around. And my sister and my father would get, jump on the Warhog with me. And I'd be driving. My sister would be in the passenger seat. My father would be on the gun in the back. And we'd ru- cruise around just destroying people online, dude, having a blast. Like, my brother would run around with, like a Spartan laser, blowing up any enemy vehicles for Savage us, dude. We'd just be driving around, like, pinning them in the bunkers. It was so much fun. We had so many great memories playing that game, dude. Especially like the little sword. Yeah, it was ahead of its time. It was all in. Dude, the best part though is the game would end, and like I was the only one with the live count, but it was cool. We plugged my mic in. My sister would get on the mic and say, "You guys just got destroyed by a girl," <laughs> and they would fucking tweak in the live lobby. Yeah. <laughs> it was the funniest shit. That's awesome though. That's Halo really Three, true. GTA, GTA Vice, uh, City. Vice City. Yeah. And what about you, Devin? What is your all-time Ooh. favorite? Pick one and only. I'm like Gavin. I played a lot of, of games. Man. We all have, but you gotta pick one. Um, I will say, and this is gonna be a weird choice. Yeah. Because I definitely didn't put as many hours into this game as I have in a lot of others. I want to say Skyrim. Skyrim. Kid stole my game. Skyrim, bro. It's a great game. It's good. That game was the very first, like, out of for all the time that I put into that game, I still don't think I've done everything that's possible to do in that game. I think I think (laughs) I don't think you ever will. That game has endless playtime. Like my main issue with games is I could, like what I was talking about before, I'll beat a game in three days, easy. Um, And and then that's just because like the playtime is just it's not there, bro. Skyrim. That game you could play forever, and there'll, there'll still be things left to do. Can we agree know? that that game was far ahead of its oh time, graphic-wise, game-wise? Mm-hmm. Old, first true crazy-ass open-world game. Bro, that, it, like I that think is, a lot of old-school heads would say RuneScape. 
Oh, bro. A lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of people say RuneScape, World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. EverQuest. My brother loves EverQuest. That's probably still the most all time favorite game. It's an RPG that like was way, way ahead of its time. Insane, dude. You could like, still looking back, like, and then they they brought a remaster for the PS4 with mods and stuff. So I got to have fun with that too. I I obviously bought it again. Played with the mods. I did the same thing. Yeah. They sold that game so many times. Yeah. I put that game. I put that mod so I can never die. I killed the whole thing recently. They've been eating it lately with that 76. Dude, that was ugly. What? Fallout 76. Oh, no, that was such a disappointment. Dude, Fallout's honestly, my, crazy. My, my, I played it. Oof. I'm sorry, Skyrim. I was so excited. No, Fallout, they, Fallout's a very cool game, especially Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas. Those it's games still, are was never so into the medieval games. It's the uniqueness of just, like, you know, having all that stuff. Mm. Man, that's a really good question, though. I like that a lot. What's up? The all-time favorite video game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Shout out Andy on that one. But I think... I knew we'd all the pick a different one, one. The one I had, like, probably the most fun with, it's a whole different topic, dude. What is that? The most fun with. Yeah. That's, that's the one. Honestly, dude, Age of Empires. Oh, it's dude. My dude. All You're sitting in a room of Age friends. To have <laughs> the most fun in, dude. Yeah, I had so like much that. fun I because, literally, you, it was just you and all your boys literally playing land. Hmm. It's connected to one internet, mm-hmm. literally PC and up. You could play in like your computer lab in school yeah, or anything. I don't think I rip some Age of Empires, literally build your entire empire, mm-hmm. and then go and steal your boy's gold or all his food. And you're like, really? Out of all people, I didn't know it was going to be you. It would always <laughs> be that one sneaky one. The game of backstabbers. The game of oh, backstabbers. Yeah. Yes. I, would be, I would be boys are Gavin and uh, his little brother Mason, and I'm not even kidding. There's no other game that I'll sit there and play for seven hours. Age <laughs> of Empires. Except for Age of Empires. Age of Empires. I had the most fun with that game. We will build crazy armies, and it's funny because you're grinding, you're playing for hours, yes. four or five hours, and then bang. Everything comes Someone to Someone makes end. their Someone's move. whole village is lit up. All your hard work is destroyed. Yeah, I think, what, six hours in, usually I go, all right, I've had enough of fucking clicking back and forth. It's time for war. I <laughs> go and I attack. It's time to send everyone, dude. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that game was crazy fun. Of course. I'm, I'm, they're coming up with a new one. Did you know that? Yeah, I heard about that. Like, I'm buying it. It's the day it comes out, and I'm playing it. Yeah, we got to rip that game. Of, co- yeah, of course. <laughs> do, you, do, do, you play, do you have a PC, Christian? I do. Oh, dude, what? Yeah, yeah. Why haven't you been playing with that? <laughs> Age of Empires? Yeah. Me and Gavin oh, and Mason man. play Age of Empires hard. I okay. love that game. Yeah, I haven't played it in years because of, like, you know, other things that happen, you know, console gaming and whatnot, yeah. but that was one game that I had the most fun in. Mm. I love that game. Of course. What about you? Um, well, game my all-time favorite fun. would have been Skyrim, but I also the love Age of Empires. What games had most fun with? I would have to. Age of Empires. I don't want to yeah. hop on the bandwagon, but it's David. Age I think Gavin and I say the same. same. I can... No, no, no. If I had to say most... I, I, I don't want to say Halo 3 again, man, but the split-screen system oh, like dude, nights in my why basement. Why did they get rid of split-screen gaming, Whoa. dude? Why? It's the best thing. That's yo, originated with GoldenEye. Originated with GoldenEye. That was the stop best. Stop screen shooting. Stop, stop screen hopping, dude. dude Fuck yeah. you. No, remember the split screen? The uh, no, the system link from room to room in my house. 
Dude, we would have land parties. Four Gavin's versus house. four sessions in my basement. Everyone brings over their own TV and console, dude, and we would. Sit I up. love that. That's dude. the illest thing I ever heard. Let's have dude, one. Dude, I wish soon. I had photos of it. We should have gotten photos of us taking, like back when we were kids. We had yeah, track we phones. Do that again. We had track phones and no cameras. We we we, we gotta do that. <laughs> For mm-hmm. sure, that's definitely something in the books that we should do this land, summer. Land party next Friday. Land night. party. <laughs> this baby. basement used to be very different from what it is now. We used to have it was a TV here, a wall there this, with a dude, curtain. This whole thing right here was a wall. So we had a sofa in here with a TV. Oh wow! And we had a sofa and a TV out there, dude. I just ran the cable between them. Four versus four, we'd have eight people down here. My brother usually joined in too. That's so sick, dude. We'd have nights of Halo, and it would. A lot of oh, times there would be a couple of people that were just taking the lead, killing everybody, dude. So you'd have to break them up. The top two would take captains yeah. and fucking pick people. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. It was so much fun. And then you just, because the best part is you kill somebody, you hear them yell, and it wasn't over the mic, bro. They were right <laughs> next, they were like right next door, right like next 10 feet door, over, yeah. dude. That's so cool, man. Damn. But um, I wanted to dive in a little bit to um, that whole subject of like, you know, misunderstanding other, and other individuals without like really knowing them, you know? Mm. And it happens a lot, especially in any time frame. It could be today, you know, hundreds of years ago. But I always go back to this question, and I like to ask this to new guests, is what's at least one thing that people, whether they have known you for a while or have just met you, tend to misunderstand about yourself? And it's See, a tough one. Yeah, it yeah, is, it's a it tough a, question. It is a tough one because me personally, I'm very, when I don't know people, I'm very quiet. Um, mm-hmm. Even like Ask Andy, when I was first around every, I don't talk much. Like unless someone talks to me, I don't talk much. So in my mind, I feel like a lot of people don't like know what to think about me. Like they have no idea who, like I'm, I'm more of like a wild card. Nobody really knows how I am. Uh, something that they misunderstand about me? I don't know. I, I, I don't think, in my mind, I feel like people don't understand much about me at all. Okay. Unless I'm really good friends with them. Yeah. Um, if you don't know me, you don't know me at all. Like, like I just, because I just don't talk much. You won't, you won't just see me around in a room mm-hmm. and, and hear in the back of the room me talking about stuff like yeah. Unless you're really good friends with me, you don't you don't know much about me at all. So something they misunderstand about me. Uh, anything really, a lot. Yeah. Probably. Mm-hmm. And it, it ranges. Mm-hmm. It could just uh, that's why I say at least one. You know what I mean? It ranges, and like you just said. Mm-hmm. What about you, Gavin? Um. Honestly, I feel like people overlook a lot of things that like. When I like, I care a lot about people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when somebody tells me something, a lot of times I'll overlook it and act like I don't really care because it's it's cool not to care. You know what I mean? But the truth is, I do really care about people. You know, I it sucks to hear when somebody's not doing well. You know, and I always feel for them. I want to do my best to help them, but at the same time, it's like I try to keep my my distance from people. You know, I don't want to be like pushy on them or nothing like that. But you know, like I really do care about people. You know. I try to take care of my friends. Yeah. I always want the best for them. You know, I'm always looking out for people. Absolutely. I love that. What about you, Andy? What's at least one thing that individuals tend to misunderstand about you? Uh, let's see. What people misunderstand about me. So I would have to say probably it could be like the very first second that I meet someone new. 
I'm going to be myself. I'm going to speak my mind and exactly how I feel. I'm wicked out, outgoing. So like they're kind of, people get intimidated by that. Someone who's just saying what they want. Not really, I guess you could even say this like speaking before you even think it through. Just saying whatever they feel like. Because some people change how they are in front of other people. So I don't. And that kind of intimidates a lot of people where they're kind of like, probably like, oh, this kid's a dickhead or he doesn't care at all. But like when you really get to know me, it's just like, you know, like I'm sure all you guys can agree. I don't know. But like yeah, once you get to know me, yeah. like I'm actually chilling. I'm really, my one goal is to have everyone have a good time. That's really all I yeah. want to do. But like when you first see me, you're like, oh my God, it's Andy. Like if, oh if you just get to know me, God. you're just like, oh my God, <laughs> like this kid is like, he, I, you probably think I'm annoying, dude, if you, when you just, the first couple times you get to know me because I'm just going to say whatever the fuck I want to say. And that's it. But when I get to know you, you'll find out that, like, I really just want you to have a good time. I want to have a good time myself. And I want everyone to be good. If we're all hanging out in a group and one kid's not good, like, that's going to bother me. And I'm going to try to fix that, too. Mm-hmm. And try to get everyone to have a good time at the end of the day. So I, I guess, like, that. I guess it's, like, I'm just so outgoing. That's what people don't understand about me is, like, I'm outgoing, but that's just who I am. Like, I'm not trying to be a dick or trying to be the loudest in the room. But that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. I respect that a lot. I'm and- Myself? Yeah. Oh, I've never had this question reversed on me. <laughs> <laughs> nice reversal, Captain. <laughs> I'll tap you up for that. Uh, That's cool. I like that. That was good. I like that, Gavin. Uh, I guess the one thing that, at least one thing that people tend to misunderstand from me is that essentially... I'm kind of, I'm kind of like on like the way of like Andy is, but in a, like, in a more reserved way. Mm-hmm. If you kind of get that. Well, I know you both, so I, I. If I you kind of get mean. that, yeah. so I come off as that really quiet person, and then all of a sudden I could be like in your group chat, "Yo, what's the move this weekend?" And then it could, it literally just pops out out of nowhere and catches mad people off guard, and they're like. Vega, are you good? <laughs> so that's a lot of things that, that like people tend to misunderstand about me when they at least when they first meet me because I tend to be a person where like I'm just you know kind of reserved and cool about it. I think it's because I'm too observant sometimes. I don't even think that's even a thing. Oh yeah, I love that. Everyone should everyone should know that we're drinking white claws, baby. If you got some a problem with that, all right, we'll deal with it later. But that's okay. This is not the podcast for you. Yeah, black so, cherry. So so yeah, a lot of people tend to misunderstand that about me that I am pretty much an outgoing person, but when once it takes me a while to be that. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, though, like, you get kind of comfortable quick with people? You, can you read people well, you think? I think it's because the first time I observe so much yeah. about others and they're like, even, but that's just like making prejudged notions. And we all, we're all, we all do that. Just prejudged no, notions of people. It's not like we don't like them. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to get a feel for them in yeah. a sense. And I think that's where I, like, I fall into, like, the opposite of Andy. Andy just goes, boom. You know what I mean? This is what I got to offer for I you. throw people right into the fire. Exactly. <laughs> Very direct. I send it out in like an indirect way, and then I'm direct about it. Mm. Do you feel like you're an introvert or an extrovert? I feel like Christian's like both. He's like a half and half. I'll let you guys answer that. Because so like, you guys kind of know me kind of well at this point. Mm-hmm. 
Even though you really only know me since, like, last September, but I've hung out with you guys <laughs> a plethora of times. Well, I know you, like, all getting together to drink. You know, yeah, that's, yeah, That's yeah, kind of yeah. how we, like, really got to know each other. Mm-hmm. But I don't really know you as, like, like say you were in my class or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, that's kind of tough for me to say. That's got to be probably Andrew then. Again, I think it goes back to the whole thing of observant. Mm-hmm. Like, if someone were to throw me in, like, a group project, I'll be the last person to speak. Yeah, that's me. But, but, but low-key... For some reason, I get like that leadership role. Yeah. For some odd reason, because I just start, again, I'm observing people what they got to say first, and then I speak my mind. So it's not like I would never call you an introvert because, like, an introvert is someone who's who's really to themselves, and it's hard to get them out in a group. Okay. Where like, as if if I invited you out, mm-hmm. you know, you would you would come off shy the first time I met you, and then bang, you actually show up. Where a lot of people, you know, if they're introverted, they might put on a front, but yeah, I'll be there. Never come. It's whatever. I let it go. Like someone that, like Devin, who's more introverted, like I kind of had to talk him into coming to hang out the group for the first time. Mm-hmm. But once he was in there, I told him, like, dude, if you show up, he's like, I don't know any of these people, dude. And I get that too. I I don't want to, I don't want to be at a group full of people I don't degree. know. But once you get there, you know, I knew Devin, once he hung out two, three times, he's good. He's locked into the group. People are going to like him. Mm-hmm. He's going to be good. But, and I kind of had to convince him to hang out. Like, dude, yeah. these kids are chill. Everyone's going to like you. Trust mm-hmm. me. You, I kind of mentioned it. I mentioned Kevin having a party. Yeah. You just showed up. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But like, yeah. you were kind of calm. Or you, it, it, you honestly, like, the way you said you were coming through, I was like, this kid's not going to show up. Yeah. But then you came through, and then you were extrovert, and you were just chill with everyone. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, word. Yeah. So that's why it's like, you kind of like, I feel like you read me, and you kind of believed what I had to say. Yeah. So you just showed up, and you, like, trusted me almost. Mm-hmm. See me, yeah, I'm very, yeah, yeah. that goes back to me being very nervous, yeah. like very shy, like I don't, I don't talk much type thing. Like, I don't know you, then I kind of like I hang back. So, Gavin, you said you're an introvert. You would call yourself that, right? Um, Not I definitely really. was before. You definitely were before. So, so go. Introvert. So let's go back. Let's switch the time clock a little bit. When you <laughs> like were <laughs> something about like a, you know, an introvert, because I was very much so like that too, mm-hmm. way back. That's why. Some people misunderstand that I am completely an introvert when they first meet me because mm-hmm. I'm not really speaking and whatnot. So I'm kind of I fall in like that hybrid because I've I kind of like found myself mm-hmm. of in the way of on how I'm going to speak to people, especially with new people. Did you ever find yourself that you had social anxiety? Oh, absolutely. With people, oh, I still find myself with that today. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'll go into like. Bar, a big maybe. meeting or something like that and it's like would it, oh would it, is it necessarily something that like is it like a fear in the back of your mind um I don't know what it is to be honest okay. it's like I don't know it's really hard to place it it's just like this constant sensation like like you don't feel right you mm-hmm. know you don't feel like you should be you just want to get out of there Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's a, like I would much rather just be sitting at home playing video games. I would much rather just be sitting. You know what I mean? It's a constant pounding. You start thinking yourself and telling yourself that. Yeah, kind of in a way. Okay. You know, and my stomach will start going. Then I'm hmm. constantly thinking about my stomach. You know, like I used to get sick all the time. Like it was ridiculous. You know, I, I couldn't like hold my stomach down. Like going into school, like wicked sick all the time. Wow. Getting, like, dude, I literally like I left like home room, bro. Home run, home room. I would have to leave, go down the hall, get sick, and then come back, and then just act like nothing ever happened. Because my anxiety was so severe. And I couldn't even tell you what it was. It was like I was perfectly fine. Then, like, late, 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 late freshman year, or like sophomore year, it all of a sudden just kicked. And I was like, 
I was like, holy shit, I can't handle myself. Like, I can't fucking be out in public. Like, I'm all fucked up. I'm like, I'm lucky I didn't, like, drop out of school. You know, I just kept going. But, like, just kept going, kept going, kept going. And something finally cleared it up, and I just moved on. Hmm. What about you, Devin? So, I... So, I've talked about this with, like, the other people before. Um... Don't want to bring the mood down, so I'll, I'll graze over it real quick. But um, I deal with depression. You know, mm-hmm. you guys, you guys know yeah. that. Um, I have for a long time. Um, now thinking about the question that you asked, like something that people misunderstand about me. A lot yeah. of time, like I'm around people, I'm happy, I'm having a good time, laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's just like people who really deal with that. This is what they do. They put on that like that that fake mask. Like I'm happy because we don't want you to think mm-hmm. that like we're not okay. You know? Yeah. We don't want to bring that mood down. Um, so, a lot of times, uh, having to put up that front is tiring, um, and definitely because when you deal with that, you tell yourself so many bad things about yourself that probably aren't even true. Um, it's just, it's just when you deal with that, it's just what you do. You tell yourself bad things all the time. It's like a constant battle. Um, and so, when you're talking in front of other people you don't know, or even people you're friends with, whatever. Um, I mean, I'm really close with you guys, so, like, that's not an issue, but, like, new people, it's like, damn, like, I gotta make sure, like, I don't, like, make an ass out of myself, I don't say the wrong thing, I want these people to like me, I want these people to like me type thing, um, and that was something I always dealt with. Uh, I never had that kind of feeling of, like, I don't care what people think about me, um, I was always thinking about that. And Smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing too. Like, I damn, never, I don't know what he cares about. You know what? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I never, I never did any of that either. So I had nothing to help exactly. me. You know, I was, I was straight sober diving in, and just dealing with my shit. You know. And he's never drank or smoked before. Yeah, nothing. Ever. Never done any of it. So, like, it's just sober Devin, just, mm-hmm. just like nothing but just me trying to deal with my own issues like mm-hmm. by myself, and. Even when I got like, when Andy introduced me to the group, the first time we met, we played we played a mafia. Yeah, mafia. We had like, a huge group of people, um, and I remember I was so nervous. I didn't say a word until everybody else started talking to me, and then like I have no problem answering back. But like like when you said like um, you want to listen to what people say first, and then and then you speak your mind on it. Me, it's like. I'm, I'm like the same way like I won't say anything to anybody directly if someone wants to talk to me then I'm cool with that um, and that's just because like I don't want to go out and say the wrong thing and and maybe these people won't like me I don't want to seem annoying this and that blah blah, blah. that it, like yeah it's, it's constantly running in, in the back of your head um, if I really get to know people though um, I'm, I'm a lot chiller with it like like I have no problem being around you guys, you know, like it's, it's whatever. Um, I don't even think about it anymore. I just say whatever. Um, definitely, that. definitely different with, with new people. People you're meeting yeah. for the first time. It's tough oh, yeah. to break ice with new people. Yeah, you know? like they're all talking about it's their memories very, and stuff and all their inside tough. jokes. And yeah. You, just, you have nothing. Like so trying to like, trying to like, f- in a sense, fit in, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, that's why since like the dawn of time, everything has just been so clicky. You know, like mm-hmm. you, you you see it in like high school. Mm-hmm. So, kind of moving on, I have two questions basically, stemming from all of this that okay. just came to my head. I like sort of fear because um, 
fear kind of stems of shit you don't know, right? Kind of, in a way. That's like one version of fear, right? Fear of the unknown, right? So, I fear for the future of, like, kids because of how it's, I think, in my opinion, as I was leaving high school, it was becoming massively clicky with, and I don't know what that is, like, attributed to. That's why I wanted to hear your guys' opinion. You guys think it's more social media or kids are just suffering more from, like, you know, mental health, like depression, anxiety, more than ever. I think it's both. I think it's both? I think it's both, yeah. I've, I mean, I don't have depression or anxiety, but I know, like, a lot of people who do, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot of people. Most people I know, more than half have depression and or anxiety. Um, and that's a huge factor, plus all the new technology. Social media, people are all connected virtually now. They're not actually hanging out in person as much. I sound like an old man saying this, but, like, like my brother and all his friends instead of hanging out in person 80% of the time they're just going to hang out online they're going to FaceTime each other they're not really going to meet up and even like when we were kids we all had phones and we would still kind of do the same thing on Facebook and stuff but we would still meet up and then our parents who didn't have Facebook and any of those things any of the social media any of the technology we have I mean they had they were outside so much more than us dude they were outside so much more. They were taken in so much. I feel like it made them rougher and like more like, you know, down. To, they're better at meeting new people in person than the new generation is gonna be. You know what I mean by that? Like. Yeah, and here's my second question. I, I like how you just said that, and I'll get your opinions on it too off the first question. But the second question I have for you guys, essentially, or I basically already gave you the two questions, but like the third question, an extension off off of it still off the two questions do you believe that we're like more educated on it on like social media and and whatnot like now because we basically were like groomed into it as yeah. opposed to these new kids like are born they're getting like snapchat twitter facebook instagram in middle school yeah. in middle school all we really had was myspace and facebook right we didn't have snapchat to like high school or Instagram, really towards they high school. They have all that in the palm of their hands. They have plus all some. that. And plus, these smartphones are mad cheap nowadays. Mm-hmm. I feel like back in the day, smartphones were, were like a luxury to have. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, I remember I didn't get my first, like, smartphone. smartphone to, like, midway through high school. Yeah. Yeah. Freshman, sophomore year. Freshman, sophomore year. Yeah. The track phone life was a sad life to live. Yeah. Learn. I had a flip phone for the longest time. I never had this cool sidekick either. Yeah. Like, no one had that. Exactly. And even I had that. Minutes. I had minutes, bro. Even Exactly. <laughs> even that. Yeah, I had text messaging like My limits. dad was heated one day because I texted. I sent like 400 mess- text messages. <laughs> 400 messages in one week. And this dude got a bill for like $180 extra added on because of how much I was texting. Biggest scam ever. These, yeah. oh, dude, yeah, I was, was grounded tough. for like two weeks. <laughs> He's like, you're paying this off. He was so mad. And honestly, I'm, I'd be pissed too. But now there's like a switch. So point. like, well, how do you see the switch now? I know I'm just talking with you. I'm going to get you guys' opinion next. But what do you see as the difference between your little brother yep. and you? The difference between us would have to be... Like, in terms of like using social media. Yeah, so he definitely, he has to be pushed. He has to be like... My parents have to tell him, listen, we're going to take away your Xbox. We're going to take this. We're gonna sh-. My dad threatens 
on a weekly basis to shut our Wi-Fi off just to make my brother go outside. And my brother's actually really good at sports. He uh, he will basically go. Yeah, you had to fly right in your, I had your fly, glasses. I had to fly <laughs> like, on that? my face, dude. I won't lie. <laughs> He's lucky I'm not a frog. My things like smack. But, uh, uh, but my dad has to threaten to turn the Wi-Fi off and stuff like that. And like, so when we were kids, like, I guess I was threatened similar in a way where my dad would be like, listen, I'm going to call the phone company. I'm going to call AT&T and have them shut your phone off. And then if that happens, I'm not going to sit at home, dude. I'm going to go out. But um, I was more likely to go out. I remember riding BMX bikes day in and day out with Gavin and our whole crew we had. We'd ride around. We'd meet up to hang out, playing sports and everything. My brother, he plays sports. He actually plays sports more than me. But he only does it if he has to, if he has practice or a game. But he's not out there on a regular day. If he has a day off or kids in his generation have the day off, they're going to sit at home. They're going to sit in the AC. They're going to FaceTime. They're going to text all day long. And then they're not going to move unless someone tells them they have to. Oh, you have practice. Then he'll get off his ass and go. So what about oh. those What about those individuals who don't have sports in their life? So those Especially individuals like, who don't have sports in their life, they're just going to sit. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what you're gonna. I guess or now, any I guess type it's of like I guess like extracurricular activity, like something that like that kind of gets you out there and kind of socializes and like have to like work as like a team and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's I, there's definitely other things, but it's hard but to it, tell what it, that it is, is because we've only had that that one perspective of like of 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 sports because you know we we all basically grew up around sports and not a lot of people do. I'm being roasted. It goes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. This is the thing. I'm being roasted. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, These kids good. are literally lighting me up right now in this group chat. <laughs> this is a thing I posted. <laughs> I'm wearing a snapback since you guys can't see it on the podcast, but it's not good. That's just funny. That's just funny. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's like having that like that trust because the real world out there is scary. Because everything is just changing. Because everything has, everyone has like these access to like little things. Exactly. To, to in a test of like the phone or any type of like social media on like their computer, mm-hmm. and it just easily comes about. Like anybody can just again, imagine like someone like roasting you like you don't even know, <laughs> and that happens. It is. I'm not saying this. It doesn't happen to guys, but it happens to girls more. Yeah. And yeah. I feel for those, like who literally like can't like fit in you know what i mean because mm-hmm. like everyone just wants to be like you know just fit in everyone wants everyone to like them exactly. and that's never gonna happen yeah. at the end of the day it's yeah, never yeah, yeah, ever yeah. gonna happen that's facts so what do you guys think about all of this i know i've asked a bunch of questions and uh, stuff like that but like just like the main topic of like you know you know the future of like kids and like social media and like mental health issues and i know you definitely can attest to it because you experienced it. Mm-hmm. And this is actually a cool perspective. I can't wait to hear it. So, in my mind, um, I want to say that with... I didn't really get bullied too, too much in school. Um, a lot of people who deal with, like, who really deal with depression, um, they will tell you they don't know why they're upset. Um, and that's hard to understand. A lot of times it's like, Oh, like, I'm really upset because I broke up with my girlfriend. Or I'm really upset because family member died. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, people who really deal with it, they'll tell you they don't know why. You'll, you'll just wake up and you'll feel like shit. Um, and that's just kind of how it goes. And so, 
I want to say that when you're, but with the bullying situation, um, for people who do develop depression because of bullying, that's yeah. a huge thing. We have to like make laws on it. Mm-hmm. Um, never had to do that before. Yeah. Um, is because you go to school, you get bullied, you go home and it's over, right? That's how it used to be. Mm-hmm. Now, bro. Andy's getting roasted nonstop in a group chat. These kids are he's not even blast, he's, he's not near a single person in that group chat right That's now. right. And he is getting flamed. They found an old photo. I don't even know. <laughs> it's the whole cyber. Whole group chat roasting me. I'm over here trying to talk. Not even wasn't even I didn't even say anything in hours. <laughs> They're talking about some other shit. They're talking about memes and then bang, photo of me roasted. Roasted, exactly. And now, now And different people are gonna take it in a different way. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. You get it? I love it. Yeah. You get it though? Different people take it. And there has and it comes too. And so it like, comes back to the whole fundamental question of the whole comedy stuff. Mm-hmm. People find everyone has their own preferences on how humor. they different humor and it's not even the fact of like humor. People just grow up in different environments. Mm-hmm. We truly don't know what's actually going behind closed doors or how they're actually feeling. That's why it's cool to actually check check up on people. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't you don't normally have that like on a day to day basis. I can only on my hands right now. I can only count really like a few people, probably ten hands, who mm-hmm. actually you know check up on me. And I'm blessed to have that because mm-hmm. other people don't, and I recognize that. And I really go full with it, and I represent all those individuals who, is, who especially like don't have that with them because yeah. I, I once knew how that felt. <laughs> Going ham on the on the chips now. We're gonna edit that out. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, with. No edit, baby. <laughs> you get right. You get. You get it right. Right into it. I'm not, on, son of I'm not eating popcorn, popcorn. in the podcast. <laughs> so something I never. Uh, I've I've had friends in the past, um, but like friends that come and go, you know, throughout school, whatever. Um, definitely the friends I have now, like you guys, like on my birthday, all I could think about was like, like all the shit I've been through and the fact that I still made it like to where I am now, and then think about like. Like, how there were so many opportunities where I couldn't have made it, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and actually fighting through those things, like, all by myself. And then now realizing that, like, right now, like, I'm so much happier than I was in my early college years, high school, like, time. Like, that was when it was really bad. Um, I'm so much happier now than I have been in so long. And I posted a video on it. Um, yep. And, like, all the people that I have, like, man, like, like, it helped. Like, I don't, I never told them. I wasn't just, like, straight up on the first day. Hey, Andy, I have depression. Like, like you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's not something we talk about. Um, so, like, I don't they mean to cut, you, cut you off, but I think we all should be talking about it more than ever. You know what I mean? Because no, we're seeing 100%. a historic no, I number. I agree. We're seeing a historic number of you know, depression and anxiety. I'm sure someone with depression is going to be on the, listening to this podcast and fully relate to you mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. be appreciative that we're actually talking exactly. about. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. I think that's the big elephant in the room of normalizing things that aren't normalizing. Or, mm-hmm. or that aren't normalized, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And that's what's got to be done in my opinion. It's mm-hmm. like, it, and that's like that with everything. And I think, yeah, I've always said this, for a very long time until like, you know, maybe 
I started saying this like late high school years because I started visualizing like everything in a different way. Yeah. We're more reactionary than we are preventative. Yeah. Everything, something bad has to happen in order for change to come about. Well, and that's always been about it in history. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's time to change that. Mm-hmm. Normalizing things that aren't normalized. Do you, yeah. Do you guys believe um, that everything happens for a reason? Like, yeah, you were put through a lot of hardships with depression, but now that... I mean, you're a good kid. I know that mm-hmm. for a fact. Maybe, you know... Oh, you're blessed with a lot of good 100%, friends because, because you're a good kid? Um, 100%, it's definitely uh, humbled me a lot more than maybe I would I used to be an asshole when I was a kid. Like, I, I was a dick. Like, I was, I was a bully back in, like, elementary, like, to middle school years. Um... I also Everyone, got, everyone's a bully in yeah, middle school. <laughs> yeah, I also got bullied a little bit as well. I got the other the other side of it, um, and and then eventually, like, I don't know, I, right after, like, right around middle school time, um, I changed completely. That's when I pro- I really started. I don't know why, but I really started feeling the effects of the whole depression thing, and I definitely mellowed a lot. I didn't say anything to anybody. Um, like, in in high school, headphones in, hoodie on, all the time. Didn't talk to anybody. Um, I was very quiet. And I feel like that changed me as a person because I guess when I was in middle school, I didn't really know 100% what it felt like to really feel that pain on the other end. Um, and then getting hit with it real hard. Like, when you deal with that, you, you know how bad that pain is you don't want to put that on anybody else like i wouldn't wish depression on my worst enemy like it is awful um but when you if you ever talk to someone with depression they'll always tell you their main goal is to make everybody else in the room as happy as possible because it's hard for them to make themselves happy um that's a super common thing said um by a lot of people with depression and um I think that that's helped me a lot. It's changed me definitely as a person to being someone who thought it was funny to make people feel like crap, to being the person who felt like crap, and then completely having that uh, that other side and and changing to someone who just always wanted to be like the light in the room, try and make someone else happy, try and help somebody else. Um, and definitely made me as bad as depression was. I think it was much needed um, to create who I am as a person now. You know? Absolutely, man. Beautifully spoken. Hey, yeah, that was incredible, man. I appreciate you, you sharing feel good, that. Do you feel good talking about it? Like, do oh. you feel? Do you just? Do you go like getting it off your chest in a way? Does it, like, does um, it give you a sense of relief? I've talked about it before uh, with other people. Um, and def and so the reason why I would say that I tend not to talk about it too much is because a lot of people get the idea that oh you're talking about depression for attention and this and that um, and a lot of people don't like when you talk about it a lot of them like because like, they see it as negativity correct yeah. yeah and then like and then like oh you're killing the mood this that blah yeah. blah and they just you know they don't like that um, yeah. which is understandable I get that 100% like. In my opinion, I don't think it's right when people say it. It's it's not. I I love talking about it because I go through it and gotcha. and I and especially with other people who deal with it, 
I've talked to so many others as well and I love it because like I relate to it so much and I know that these other people don't anybody with depression doesn't talk about it much because in society it's 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 frowned upon right, right. now um, so I know that they finally are having someone that they can really talk to because you can talk to anybody and and they just wouldn't understand you know um, like me but like I would still have no problem talking to you about yeah. it because like you know you're my boy and everything um, it's not something where like oh like I'm not gonna talk to you about it because you don't you don't go through what I go through mm -hmm. like Regardless, people just don't want to hear it at all. Mm -hmm. um, so they finally get someone who's not only uh, understanding of their situation, but they want to hear about it, you know? And yeah. that's that's something I think that's um, a rarity in our society now is like someone who wants to hear about your problems because everybody has their own problems, you know? They don't want to hear about yours. Gotcha. Uh, and I think in society, that's, that's something I would love to see change do I see it happening anytime soon? Personally, no. Um, but I love to see um, a, a change of like people really looking out for others, and instead, like you know, like when they're dealing with their own problems, try and uh, take into consideration of of others. You know, try and help others while dealing with their own stuff. As hard as it may be, you know, I'd love to see that. Gavin, a lot has been spoken. <laughs> I know, I know. What I just want to get your overall broad opinion about about everything I just basically asked. Take a sip of claw, kid. <laughs> get the mind flowing. <laughs> I like that lovely. That's a tough, really wide subject there. It's the whole idea about you know especially the future of kids, you know, we definitely want our younger population to feel, you know, liberated in a way, you mm -hmm. know, they, they, to feel, like and that's kids. just with everything in society, you know, and I'll ask you a question after you, you go and speak your opinion. Mm -hmm. I, don't know, I think everybody deserves to feel loved, you know, that's very important, you know, you can, how can you move forward and do great things in life if you don't feel like you're loved behind you, you know? Or heard. Or heard, you know, yeah. absolutely. Pastor Gavin speaking the facts. No, but it's very true. I, I, I like how you, that was, damn. That was very well said right there and just very, very little words. I'm pretty sure you have more thoughts, but yeah, express. It's, it's tough to put it all into words, honestly. I mean, do you shelter them? Do you hide it from them? You know, mm -hmm. I mean, like, throw it back to the Xbox lobbies, you know, I mean, like, yeah. They're, they're going away with all this stuff where you can get on the mic and t say all these awful things to people, you know what I mean? And our generation says, oh, kids don't know what it was like anymore. Like, you know, they need this back, but it's like, do they? Should we give it to them? Should, should they be back in there? Like, it was pretty horrendous. It was pretty but, toxic, dude. You know, at the same time, should you silence the other people? You know, it's kind of tough. and toxic. Social and media and, like, you know, things like online services, you know, I mean, people should have the right to say what they want to say, but, you know, yeah, it is. You shouldn't be able to offend other people, too, at the same time. So you kind of have to walk that fine line with, you know, what you can and can't do, you know. So it's it's tough to dictate how you're going to manage this. Yeah, it's like my boy Vic says all the time, and I'll quote him, like, literally for verbatim. It's a people problem, mm -hmm. you know, and it's tough to control people and what mm -hmm. they think because they formulate their own thoughts. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I think it, it comes down to this 
cliche as that sounds, it comes down to that fundamental aspect of just, you know, we're all people at the end of the day, right? We all have mixed emotions and, and whatnot. We all feel in some type of way. But this is a question for all you guys, and we'll move on to um, what we're going to talk about next. Why are, like, so many social contracts? And when I mean about that, why, who created this, like, whole, like, way of the way society should be? Society itself. Society. I think society itself. Yeah. Basically people itself, right? Um, that probably stems back to religion, really. You know, like, I think the Bible defines how you are supposed to live and how you are not supposed to live your life. You know, what you can and can't do. You, so, Expectations do you believe, like, people who follow spiritual, not necessarily spiritual guidance, but because we all, like, you know, have some type of, like, like I don't know, like other being or whatnot, not everybody necessarily, but what, what makes you think that we have these kind of like laws that aren't laws within ourselves, within everybody? Yeah, unspoken like guidelines unspoken of life. guidelines of life. Yeah, what you should and shouldn't do. Yeah, why do you believe we we people still follow this? Without it, it'd be chaos and anarchy. And also, I think it's just the feeling, the natural feeling of what you're doing is wrong. Um, and I know society, in a way, kind of sets that. Um, if you are brought up in a society like that, um, you kind of just uh, nature versus nurture type mm -hmm. of thing. Um, uh, you just, you get brought up uh, with this ideology of what is right and what is wrong. But I think, um, like, for instance, murder. Most the average person, right? There's some psychos out there, but um, the average person who goes to kill someone feels like terrible after. Like if 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 someone were to tell you you had to you had to kill someone, the the average person wouldn't be able to do it. It's it's way too like horrible. Um, and I think when you get into what's right and what's wrong, I think that feeling um, is what defines what is wrong. You know. And I guess society kind of sets that, that tempo um, from birth. You're born into a society that drills these thoughts into your head. Mm -hmm. And maybe you feel that way um, because of society. Um, but I, I, think, I think that's humanity, though. Like, I think it's humane um, to feel that way about something so horrible. I think we were designed uh, to feel a certain way if one of our own kind is is being taken away you know um even an animal would would uh feel upset if its owner died or if if its uh child died you know i think i think what's right and what's wrong uh is just defined by like the emotions we feel when something wrong does happen you know mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely your culture and your society that defines what's right and wrong mm -hmm. you know over years you know this is okay, this is not okay, and more and more people take sides, and, you know, obviously opinions take over, and that just becomes the norm over, over the years, so, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things like that. And I think along the way, I think realizing what's really out there, and finding, like, your own truth within a 
something that's already true out there, but you don't know it. It's like that whole sort of thing of like ignorance, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't grow up around it, you don't really know what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, you know, and we talk about it all the time. It, it happens with racism. It mm -hmm. happens with, you know, all around society. It's a really hot topic to talk about just how our society is like really built. Because everyone's going to have their own opinion because we all grew up differently. Mm -hmm. Demographics, it could range from demographics, culturally, your decisions as you grow up. And at the end of the day, you, you formulate your thoughts for your own and really see what's, what's truly out there, especially as you get older. But that's not the case for, for, for a lot of people, um, especially people around the world. We don't really know what's going on in third world countries, second world countries and whatnot. So it's, it's, it's tough to even have an opinion on those because mm. we only really know this type of area. You know what I mean? So it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> it's really tough. So, but Devin, I appreciate you for saying all those, like, of course. this is... This is not easy to talk about, and it should be easier to talk about, in oh, my yeah. opinion. 100%. 100%. But, as we move along, as I take, take a sip of this claw. <laughs> <laughs> Edit it out. Water. <laughs> Water. <laughs> We've all done some crazy shit in our lives. Absolutely. All of us. Mm -hmm. Even though we're so young, too. Literally, in our early 20s. Illegal shit. <laughs> by the law, right? Mm -hmm. Just by, like, what's con like written down and what's in the law. What's, I think, not necessarily why do people break the law. It's more or less, why did you break the law? It's like a two, two kind of breaking. <laughs> yeah. it's, got, it's got two, like, breaking questions, right? So, one way is, like, people take the, the assertiveness of, like, I don't agree with that. Mm -hmm. Or they just have their own opinion or they don't know any better type of thing, right? But they know what's there and whatnot. They, they still do it because I don't know why they still do it. But, yeah, we've all been there. We've all been there. So, what's one thing that I guess, you know, we're, we're young we all made mistakes, and it's cool to grow from it. And I think that should be something that should be normalized. You know, growing from what you've done in the past and kind of like spreading that knowledge in a way. Mm -hmm. What do you guys believe is why you even broke a law? Oh, at least one time in your life. Never broken law before, in case I run for president. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, so... What, all right, so what do you want to hear? Do you want to hear, like, a drug-related law break? Any, or, any or type more of like law. Or, like, a physical, no, no, no. like... Why, any why type of law. Why do you break the law? Why do I break the law in general? Why mm -hmm. did... No, no, why did you at, like, that certain at one point, point? Or, like, you know, because we've all... It's not like everyone's perfect, but it could be yeah. in any way. There's laws with everything. I think it has to do with experimenting when you're younger. You know, you you do know for a fact when you're under the age of 18 that you can get away with a lot more than you can when you turn older. Yeah. Um, you know for a fact that, yeah, I'm doing something wrong, but if I do get caught right now, I'm going to get a slap on the wrist. If I'm 18, 19, 20, if I'm older, 
that same punishment is going to be much greater. Oh, I do. I think about that all the time. So, so, <laughs> so we it depends on the severity of it, obviously. A bunch yeah. of us, a few others, we have done some crazy ass shit. But that's because we knew for a damn fact that we're going to be fine, even if we do get caught. And the chances of us getting caught, we're going to be really slim. Mm-hmm. So I think it all has to do with just age, you know, youth. We we're in our youth, and we knew we could get away with it, so we took advantage of it when the time came, and we did what we had to do to have fun. Yeah, it'd be a lot harder to break into a building, you know, have fun, and then get caught now. Like, it'd be a little bit more awkward. Like, like, you oh, know dude, better. You're 22. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing in this abandoned building with a bowl of weed right now? But at 18, you're just uh, 17. You're just like, ah, I don't know. Kid. 16, 15 I don't old. know, good. Like you just want to make memories, and now we're older. We're still gonna go make those memories, but you you have no choice. You have, and then some kids have never grown up. There's yeah. a lot of our friends. You know, when we were 16, they're doing the same. Friends and family, they're doing the same thing we were doing when we were 16. So what is that whole ideology of like you haven't grown up yet? How would you define that? You're doing the same foolish acts that you you were doing when we were younger, and you're doing the same thing when you grow up. You're, you just you never grow out of it. You never you know mature in a way where you see the law. You, you're gonna start. You know, I have to grow up. I have to better my own life. Yeah. I have to be good for my family. Mm-hmm. You, you don't care about that stuff when you're younger. When you're in high school, all that's thrown out the window. You do in a way, but most of the time you're just like, I'm gonna have fun. I know I'm young. I know everyone around me is having fun. I want to have fun. But when you get older, you realize, you know, fun is important, but it's not the number one thing. Being mature, being a better role model is more important. So you start to grow up and you start to really realize these things, but some people never do. What is with everything fun being illegal? <laughs> the thing is... <laughs> Why is it everything I want to do is illegal? It's, that's, that's easy. Speeding. That's the easy answer. It's because um, is it everyone wants to do what they're not supposed all to. These things. <laughs> it's like that thrill of it, right? Of course. It's kind of like... You don't know what's necessarily... Well, you kind of know what's going to happen, but you go and do it anyways because you can't. Even though it's against your like your own like like criminal record and whatnot, mm-hmm. but you can do it. Mm-hmm. I have a funny if that makes sense. So when we were kids, weed was not legalized at all. That's right. Um, in the state of Massachusetts, remember, Mass- we, in the we live Mass- out in Mass. Yeah. <laughs> weed was not legalized. Um... Everyone knew. That's the thing you're not allowed to do. Everyone did it. Um, nowadays, it's legalized. And I see a lot of my brothers, and my little brother and his friends. He's a freshman in high school right now. He's not even into weed at all. He's not thinking about it. Some, Of course, some of his friends smoke weed. But the fact that it's legal and the fact that they really aren't going to get in too much trouble. Yeah, they're going to be in possession of weed underage. They're not. They're going to get, like I said, a slap on the wrist. But... They're really not going to be in too much trouble, and it's not as appealing to them. I feel like uh, a lot of his friends are a lot of like you know kids who want to break the law and just do things to have fun in their youth are going to find other things that are more legal. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to name any examples, but yeah. you know what I, you know yeah. what I mean. Like so, the weed thing has gone downhill because it's legalized. You know, Pe- yeah. they see people. They're like, you know what? It's really not that bad. I'm not even going to do that. I want to do something that. You know, I can only do now because I'm a young kid. I'm in my youth. I'm, I'm under 18. I'm going to do something now. So, as individuals get older, right, why do they continue to break the law? 
I feel like they just never had a proper role model is what I would have to go with. Um, a lot of us, I mean, I'm an older brother. I feel like I really didn't have a choice. Like I was being foolish and stuff, but then my little brother started getting older and he started acting like me and I realized, do I want him to look at me as like a bum or as, as someone who's just like doesn't give a fuck all the time because that's not who I want him to grow up to be. So I realized I have to do that. And um, when I was younger, I didn't have the best role models either. So that's maybe why I acted out and broke the law as much. Like my mom made the joke literally yesterday. I was hanging out with my mom and uh, my little brother was home for the like one of the first times ever where everyone was at the campsite and he was at home by himself. And I was like, oh, mom, he's going to throw a party tonight. And she looked at, me, looked at me and she said, nah, he's not you. You know, like if I was a freshman in high school, sophomore high school, Gavin, Gavin can back me up on this. There would be a party and we would all be getting into trouble and the whole house would be a rager and I would be trying to clean it up by the morning. My brother sat at home. He, he played with my cat and he played Xbox, dude. He didn't get into any trouble. Didn't even, a party didn't even run through his mind. You know, like, because he had, I feel like because <laughs> I grew think up it's, it's, and matured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, oh, yeah, yeah. And he saw me as a different way. role model. You, what about his friends, I, though? His friends, so there's a lot of his friends who do smoke weed, but, but, but he's do like, they like, would they like throw a party? So some of his friends will, and he refuses to hang out with them. Like, we'll go to the, like, back at the campsite, and um, a lot of his friends, they're, they're getting into smoking weed and drinking, and they'll come up to him, and they'll be like, hey, you know, let's go hang out, and he, like, refuses to hang out with them because he notices that I know I'm just assuming this yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. notices that I no longer I'm, I'll still drink once in a while but I'm, I'm 22 I can do that but I don't smoke weed anymore I don't really do that you know kind of things anymore I kind of I've definitely calmed down a lot and I feel like he notices that that it's really not cool to do that you know so he refuses to go and he does his own thing it might not even be because of me but I'm just assuming that I'm one of his one of his role models. Yeah. Everyone has a few. And Absolutely. They grow, you know? What about you? You kind of follow whoever, whatever you think is cool, whatever you think someone's doing good mm-hmm. or sounds like fun is what you follow. And I think it was good I matured at the time I did because my brother would have turned out different, I feel like. That was well said, man, because I'm a little brother of two. You're the little you know brother? I mean? I'm, the lo- I'm the little, little brother. Like, and I can definitely see that because I look at my two older brothers as like my, like, one of my main role models of course and it's like i kind of saw what they did and obviously that but and i'm not gonna lie i've done some dumb shit in the past too and we've all been there i guess i'm just assuming so but there's people who literally just go about their life not really you know breaking any laws or or whatnot (laughs) so I mean, I, I really, I really haven't told a lot of people this, but I'll, I'll say it right here on the airways. I don't, I don't really give a fuck anymore because it's, it's gone to, like, basically, it is what it is at this point because, and I might as well just share it because you know we're talking about like, uh, breaking laws and shit like that. But I got lucky, and there was one night where I went to a party, and I drank a shit ton. But the thing was, I knew better. And I was just about to turn 22. It's about two years ago. I went to a party. I got really smashed. I got into my car and literally tried to drive home. When I realized, like, my second, like, conscious came in, I pulled out to the to a side street coming into, um, going home. 
and essentially I fell asleep in my car but my car was running and a cop came to my window my car was on and I woke up and he's like what are you doing sleeping it's like X amount in the morning I forgot what time it was but and he said well I can get you in really really big trouble right now but I'm not and again I guess I was I was really lucky I could have caught easy DUI right there mm-hmm. and that shit would have changed my life completely they could charge you for a DUI if the keys turned on yes. in the ignition right yeah, oh, yeah 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 I believe so Just I don't know how the actual the wheel, law mm-hmm. I don't know what the actual law is like the keys in the I'm ignition just, I believe that's exactly. it exactly so I was sleeping in my car ideally I made the smart move but I didn't make the smart move because I still got in my car and tried to drive home. You get what I mean? Thinking that was good, but I really wasn't. So he asked, obviously, license, registration, all that stuff. So I went out of the car, gave my license, whatever. He's like, I'm going to drive you home. He drove me home, went into the house. He's like, the only thing I have to do right now is essentially I have to like speak to someone. And fucking chaos broke about. I fucking had to wake up my mom and shit like that. And it was just bad. It was just not good at all. So I got lucky because literally I am of, I'm an adult. I'm considered like even more adult when you hit that 21. You know, that that's when you can legally do a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like drink and whatnot. So it kind of like woke me up in a way. It was like, damn, I let a lot of people down. And I don't want to continue doing that, sort of in a way. So, I don't know. It's just like that that instinct of like, damn, I, I really fucked up. And my life could have like turned around completely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And. Ten, twenty thousand dollars. And especially like. Lost a license. Lost license. You know, have to go to meetings and shit like that. And, arrested you know, on arrested. Your, exactly. So. Criminal record. Yeah. This is a criminal record right there. So. Oh, yeah. It's just not ideal to do, especially if you don't want to fuck your life up. Because especially at a young age, too. So my shit could have been really rough. Oh, yeah. And luckily, I, I didn't. And I always realize that when I'm, like, out, like, drinking. Like, for example, now, like, I'm not even in my own home right now. And you just, you just know when to stop when some shit happens like that. You, you truly do know. And I'm just speaking on that on experience. Mm. Not really much of, like, other people's opinion. But, like, you just know when to stop. Kind of, sort of a thing. So that's just, like, a quick, like, backstory or whatnot of just, like, you know, me being an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to you get your guys... Learn. Exactly. Yeah. You live exactly. and you learn. Um, well, so I want to get your guys' opinions, though. Uh, you two. Of why do you believe people break the law? I have kind of two reasons. Um, definitely depends on the law they break. Um, some people have just mental issues, you know, um, <clears throat> like committing murder and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an obvious one. Um, and obviously, uh, maturity thing that we already talked about, that's another one. <clears throat> the other one that I think a lot of people overlook um, is just the way our system's set up, how some people literally have no choice. Um, 
when it comes to like people drug dealing whatever or, or maybe maybe they got kicked out of their house at a young age or whatever blah blah, blah. something something that happened where where the only way to make money was like dealing drugs or whatever um we we have a friend who uh got arrested um and for for dealing whatever um and he's he's an awesome awesome dude um not a bad guy at all it's just that's just what he does to make his money you know um i would never i would never say that he's a bad guy uh most people wouldn't you know he's he's awesome um it's just what he what he does is what he's got to do to make his money you know and i think they that some people have it even harder where if if our friend wanted to move away from that he probably could um there are some people who have no choice uh and then especially once you've been locked up once you're on the system now it's even hard to get a job now your choice is really only you're to go locked back into to, a yeah, cycle yeah you're in a cycle now and it's just because it's the way our system's set up you know like they they have no choice but to go back and and try and make that money by breaking the law again then they get locked up and then it's a constant constant it actually kind of, not even kind of, it literally diminishes their liberty oh, yeah. to do a lot of things. You know, like you just said, find work or even vote. Mm-hmm. There's, there's... It's fucked. There's like almost no forgiveness system um, that someone can, can do better and become a better person after making that one mistake, you know? Like, yeah. that, that, it's not in the system at all to... to forgive someone for what they've done or give them the opportunity to change. It's very harsh. It's yeah. a very harsh system. How about you, Gavin? Well, it was good. I like the part, the forgiveness system. I think that's really, it could be a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Because, yeah, it's, you serve your time, but your time, seems to be, it continues throughout your whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't get a job now. You're looked at differently. You know I mean? Like, it continues with you for the rest of your life, your mistake. You know, I understand some people won't treat it as a mistake and they'll have done that and not give a damn. You know, like, I did that, cool. Those people, that's fine. Let them, they can suffer. Yeah. <laughs> but the people that's like, they made a foolish mistake, you know, they got caught in the pinch, like, in a wrong, you know, they did wrong something place, stupid, wrong, time, wrong right? people, you know, whatever. Yeah. They get caught up in it and they really didn't mean it. Or they just, it's unfortunate. They should be able to clear their track record some way. You know what I mean? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I said, how you, how you live and you learn. Some people don't, though. Some people repeat the same mistakes over and over. We're watching um, it right now. Based out of ignorance or based out of they really don't know how to change, you know? Mm-hmm. Whether they're stuck in a hole or whether they just don't know how to get out of it and they just are going to keep repeating themselves over and over. Yeah. I think that was well said by all you guys. I appreciate y'all opinions, man. Respect y'all, seriously, because for coming on and stuff like that and having your own opinion. This is what I love to hear, especially... My co-host isn't here, and how we started the podcast, basically. Super short notice. Yeah, super short notice, oh, yeah. but you know what? It happens sometimes, but this is what I love to hear, other people's opinions without, you know... And just, this is, like, what you would have with, like, a normal conversation with, like, your boys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I know we are, like, friends, but, like, I literally have had guests on the podcast where I don't know them. Really? And I'm just trying to, like chop it up with them like normal conversation right and not attacking their opinions not attacking minds but if you attack minds i'm not going to take offense you know mm-hmm. what i mean but 
this is definitely a safe place to have like your own opinion at all times. So what now? <laughs> and yeah. I know, and I know Andrew wanted to talk about some more shit. What do you? What, what else did you want to chop it up about? Oh, <laughs> I was gonna come at Christian right here. <laughs> I honestly was thinking about coming at him too. I, I wanted to talk about the topic of gambling. Oh. <laughs> what is um, what is your your best part? What is the best part of gambling, and what do you think is the worst? Why do you think people? I love think it? it's just bad in general. It's a bad habit to have. Although if you can control it, it's something you can do, but. Yeah. It's one of those habits where it's like it's hard to get out of. And I'm speaking from experience. And there was like a really dark place in like my life at a certain point in time where I, this is recent too, this is January. It was just a lot of shit that was going on in my life. And I felt like that was like my escape. As bad as that sounds. <laughs> it was that, that, it, everyone has like their own escape. Everyone has their own thing that makes them feel better. That's right. About their situation. And, and, and whether, forget about and whether it. it's self-destructive, which is I don't like implore for at all. And gambling can be very, very self-destructive. You can lose your house. You can lose relationship, your family, friends, everything. The majority so, of people do end up losing. That's right. <laughs> the odds are always against lose you. At the the odds are always against you. The house always wins. But, and so what, what were your two questions again? Um, so I, I was asking you, so what do you like, love about what gambling love? and what don't you love about it? It's like, it's like one of those it? things of like, you, you have, you, everyone has like their own thrill. Yeah. You know, I, I like the thrill of it, like the anticipation. Am I going to win mm. or am I going to lose? It's like that sort of the thing. Rush, like, a it's like, it's like rush. a, it's like a little rush and, now and what, literally psychologists like have literally said it and I don't know like where from, but. I got to find like the resource for it, but like they literally said like the slot machines, like the whole like just illumination of like lights and like things moving around and whatnot. It's like, it's like psychologically like a thing for you to be like, damn, I want to play the next one. <laughs> the mm -hmm. fact that they, uh, they pump oxygen into the casino to keep you awake yeah, yeah, while yeah, yeah, hiding yeah. all the windows so yeah. you don't know what time of day exactly. it is. But you're wide awake because of mm -hmm. the great amount of fresh oxygen you're yeah, getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to stay awake. You're going to keep betting. They're going to give you drinks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're gonna, it's just going to make you want to even play some more. Yeah, you, wanna exactly. go, you don't want to stay longer. And that's just gambling in like a casino. Mm -hmm. you know, the big thing right now that people are doing all the time we're all like kind of like a like uh, guilty of this is sports gambling. That's huge it. right now. So he goes, I love it. You see, because mm -hmm. it's like a thrill, right? It's so it, much fun. You're watching a UFC fight, but you bet a little money with one of your friends. Exactly. Well, I, I can you know. totally get into doing and that. You, and you watch, you you get into the sport more, no matter what it is, horse yeah, yeah, racing, yeah, yeah, yeah. UFC, basketball, football, anything. It could be anything. Fantasy but football, it could be anything. I literally, I know someone who who has literally said to me. Dude, I know nothing about the NHL, but I'm betting on it today. <laughs> Reckless. You know what I mean? It, 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 it gets to a point where you're like, shit. And yeah, then that's, that's when you're that's like. too much. Yeah, it's too. It, but when, like, when do you know when it's too much? You know what I mean? That's only up to the person, in my opinion. Yeah. It's only up to the person. Or if someone literally knocks them out of their head and be like, hey, 
You're fucking up right now, dude. I took thirty dollars mm-hmm. from Gavin last week. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I love gambling between two friends, like on something simple. That's your best odds in the world, fifty-fifty, and yeah. it's you or your boy with the money. It's mm-hmm. not somebody else, not some corporate, yeah, not some casino. You know, yep. you're not losing your money to somebody else. It's just, you know, whatever. So he goes and buys a sub sandwich. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, exactly. Even at the bar, dude, when we had a couple of drinks, yeah, exactly. We were betting on some random fight. We had, we had no, no idea, idea who, who these, they who they were exactly. exactly. And it was just fun in the moment. Yeah. I mean, we weren't betting big money, but you know, there's people who lose their their whole yeah. their whole life, their whole life gambling. due to gambling. Yeah, you know? yeah. People love to talk about the highs of winning, but truly, what does it feel like that crumbling loss? You know, what I mean, like it's, it's you get bad, crushed, but like, do you do you dwell on it or do you just go, all right, next one? I think that's I the do. problem. I do, I do dwell on it, and I, and I caught myself. Mm-hmm. You see, it, you know how like everything has like a timeline with it. I caught myself. Because I won big one time, and I think I can do it again. How big did you win? I won over $1,000. $1,000? Yeah, in one night, and literally an hour. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, it's that gambler's fallacy. Yeah. You That's think more you're than a week of work. It just Exactly. Like you think you're going to do but it honestly, again. Honestly, but honestly, yeah, yeah, continue. Prior to that, I mean, how many wins did you have? Were you really up, or were you in the hole already, and that 1000 only just put you on par? Like, No. Where, this, where do you think you were at? Do you think you were up in your lifetime? I was up the entire time. I've never, I've never experienced a blackjack table of me winning. I may, uh, all right, I maybe played about 30 times that one table, mm-hmm. right? Or 40 times. I shit you not, Gavin. If I played 40, I won maybe 33 or 34 of them. Mm-hmm. That's the most I've ever won in one night or just one sitting for like an hour, an hour and a half. Which is excellent, but... So the next night, next weekend, you go out again. You have a losing night. Correct. What does that put you on? I put you par. Yep. So that that's one of the things a lot of people don't realize. They they can scratch tickets their whole life and hit a million dollars, but it's like you've been scratching tickets this whole way through, dude. Like it's yeah. unbelievable how much money you've lost. Like yeah. everybody's losing money, mm-hmm. and you know, like occasionally somebody's gonna get lucky and hit it big, and it's gonna be great. But you know, if you win a couple hundred bucks in a scratch tickets, it's like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what do you do? You go buy more scratch tickets. That's right. It's like, it's a... Because you think you're going to keep winning big. You never, this is the ever thing. do. It's very rare. Most people end up buying tickets endlessly. One of my boys from college, this is so rare. He literally won four weekends in a row. Mm-hmm. But so does I've he quit? I've never seen that. Does he quit? Never. No. You never no. going. If so you're a winner, He has a lot of quit. life ahead of him, man. That's and he's right. going to go to the casino many more times. That's right. And the odds of the casino are against you. Yeah. So what does that equal? I mean, like, down the road, throughout his lifetime, unless he quits today, mm-hmm. he's eventually going to end up losing. That's right. Like, the odds are against you. It just That's right. always That's a good will way of be. It, Gavin. You have it a really lifetime is. ahead of you. So, like, if you win big, excellent, man. But, like, if you kept a tally on, like, Every single game you played, every single dollar you've put out, mm-hmm. you know, like, what would your net career be? You know what I mean? You could very have a banging low. weekend. Very low or very negative. Yeah. Let me tell you. Because your odds are against re- you, man. Exactly. No one will win and quit. That's why. Once you get that you feeling do, of, being, of winning money, you're going to go right back. Because it's money. That's why I, I try to tell everybody, if you're going to go to the casino, you have your losing number. Ouch. You don't want to go past this. You have to have a winning number. Mm-hmm. If I win three hundred bucks tonight, I'm done, and I yeah. walk out. That's it. Because I did but the same But after a thing. couple of drinks, you're not thinking how you yeah, are right you now. Know, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's there's why you of, have to set the there's window. A there, there's you. You there's a lot of things against you. There's a lot of things against you. Kind of. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're not just fighting the crazy ass casino odds. You're fighting like a bunch of things. Because usually, 
and I'm just speaking on, on experience, very rarely would I go to the casino alone, mm. right? And I know people that do, though. That's the difference. Mm. Are they going to stop themselves? No. Probably not. And I had my buddy Lewis on the podcast uh, a couple weekends, a couple weeks ago, and he was actually there with me that night that I won big, right? Mm-hmm. He was the one who told me to stop. Yeah. If I was alone... And I'm up a thousand dollars, ain't nobody stopping me. Yeah, you're gonna go dump that all in black. Exactly. <laughs> I'll probably go and end up playing poker. It's what? It's roulette. not your money. It's it's just exactly. money. Exactly. It's money. not my money. You think money. the casino yeah. would say, "Oh, it's not my money" when they collect yours? Yeah, that's true. Nah, it's not that's the same way, but that's your money, and you're yeah. dumping it. Exactly. That's a good way of putting it. There's a lot of ways of actually just kind of like chopping this up, and that's a very very good way of putting it. Mm. I've never heard that perspective before. That was really cool. And, again, like you said, you're with your boys most of the time. You got drinks. You got some fine ladies around you, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're just like, dude, I want to stay here. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a thing. But, unless you have that subconscious in you to go and change, like, dude, I'm going to stop. That's mm-hmm. it. Because there have been multiple times that I've gone to the casino and say I'm only betting $100. I'm only betting 50 or mm-hmm. 60 right? I lose all that money, but my boys are still gambling. So you didn't come all the way out just to do 50 bucks? Yeah. And then they start edging. Well, they don't really start edging you on. Yo, go to the ATM and take all more money. Isn't that awful? But most of the time, I go to that damn ATM, take that damn $8 fee or $6 fee, take out the money, and go gamble some more just to lose it all. If you really had a gambling problem, but you were going out, you know, like... Maybe it's the first time in six months your boys are going out. I mean, you probably the best thing you do, take the cash out and then t- leave the card at home. Take That's the right. cash with you. That's right. Yeah. You know, 300 bucks. That's what tonight. I started doing. Mm-hmm. This would definitely help break you down a little bit. Yep. Stop going as much. You so, see how much you lose and you realize. Exactly. You know. Yeah, prior to COVID, dude, I was going almost every weekend. And I would I win. Remember. I would win, but like win small, but I've lost more than I've won. You get what I mean? Yeah. So now I'll go and tell people, hey, I won like X amount, but I really lost all that. Yeah. So I really didn't win anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So and you can, except for that one time. You can't time, blame it on the drinks. You really can't. Yeah, no. Because you know what? You went down there to gamble. The house isn't drinking, but you are. Exactly. Who's that's fault the is first, that? So that's the main intention is mm-hmm. to gamble, right? And you have all these little side factors, of course. But yes, the main the main intention is gambling. They always say a gentleman doesn't drink or gamble. Yeah. A smart man does not do these things. Mm-hmm. You play good odds, you don't play bad ones. They they put it completely against you, and if you really do start winning, they'll tell you you gotta leave all your counting cards. All you can't have you in here. Like you're an issue. You That's know? right. They don't want you to win. They don't want you to play the game smart. They want you to just come in, ring the slots a bunch of times. The mm-hmm. odds are wicked against you. Yeah. And go home for tonight. Thanks for coming yeah. down. Yeah, thanks for coming down and giving us money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's a business at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you have these individuals who just, it's that whole idea of addiction. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone has, like, their own, like, little way of addiction. In some type of way of their life. There's mm-hmm. no way you can tell me that someone has never been addicted to something. Of course. There's no way you can tell me that. So... Again, with gambling, that's a bad addiction. You know, there's obviously like good addictions too. Mm. I'm speaking upon like you know a bunch of things, but enough of anything isn't good though. Enough of it, too exactly. Much of too is much. Bad. So never mind. 
there is no such thing as good addiction then. Let me rephrase that. Too much of anything is very hard. Yeah, everything in moderation is good in life. That's right. But what how do how do you reach that? Do your best. Just <laughs> <laughs> listen best. to your friends, listen to your family. And you listen yeah. to the people that truly care about you. And then the ones that don't you have to make your own judgment there. Mm-hmm. You know? But it's weird though, because you can you could be an individual who I've heard this before, the saying of like, you know, you can have like pocket friends. You know what I mean? Like people you go out to just to just drink with. Mm-hmm. Those aren't really your friends, right? Unless like you the have day, the day individuals. you start drinking, they're exactly. not your boy they're anymore. Not gonna, yeah, they're that's not like, that's like quitting anymore. smoking weed. Exactly. You'll lose a lot of friends. You just lose a bunch of friends and a lot of people have that fear of that. Mm-hmm. Of just losing their clique that they oh, already yeah. established for so many years. Mm-hmm. What's your guys' take on that? I completely it, agree with it, you. Is it because, and that isn't, is it because, let me rephrase this. What makes people get out of what, what they're so used to doing? gets you out of what breaks a bad habit is yeah. seeing someone else um, breaking it with someone else I guess would, I would have to say like we would all I remember back in the day in high school when we would smoke weed every single day eight blunts a day we are high 24-7 Gavin got a, a job in the union he gets drug tested he has to stop smoking everyone else no one else did everyone else keeps smoking 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 every single day but me hanging it's you are who you hang around at the end of the day. And I'll always say that. Do you seriously believe you're a product of your own environment? Of 100% without a doubt. What's your reason for that? Without a doubt, dude. I mean, think about this. You hang around with four bums every single day. Sooner or later, you're going to be the fifth bum. You hang around with four hardworking, good kids who are, you know, not even kids, like your friends, people, family, treating you, um, treating you well teaching you the right way you're going to learn the right way and you're going to become a better person at the end of the day i'm playing kind of devil's advocate here my boy vic used to say that all the time on this <laughs> podcast he still does a lot um what about if you grow up in a very rich household and you are seeing not necessarily rich just like a good household a great household do you hang around and all of a sudden, like, you're hanging out with, like, you're, you're still hanging out with the good people, right? Yep. What if that one person just starts doing crazy-ass shit? Do you think it's a product of their own environment or something has triggered them and they want to do, like, their own thing? I think they, ha- they have found themselves a bad role model or it doesn't even have to be someone they know in person. It could be someone on TV in a movie that they think social is media. cool, social media, that they think they want to be like, they, they think that's cool, and they think that's how they want to live their life, and they can change based on that one fact, that one factor of seeing someone else who they want to be like. What do you think, Devin? I, I agree with the product of your own environment. Um, to an extent? In a different way. Okay. Um, so... Any, the average person in high school drinks alcohol and smokes weed. This is like, like a lot of them do, of course. You know? um, and I have never, you know, but I hung around with everybody who has, you know. I've, I've been to, I was in parties in high school, or blah, blah, blah. 
um, everybody was drinking, smoking, whatever. Um, they'd all ask me if I wanted to do it. Um, I just never did. It was it wasn't something I wanted to do. Um, there was reasons behind it. Um, one of them is uh, so when you brought up the question, what um, how, what causes someone to break a bad habit? Um, I never broke the habit of drinking or smoking, but I also never got into one because I saw the negative effects that it had on my dad. So um, my dad was uh, super into drinking and doing drugs and whatever. Um, wound up in jail a couple times because of it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he just never ended up in a really good spot. And I saw that and I told myself I never want to go down that road. Even if like I've seen all my other friends who they're fine with it, you know, like uh, nothing happened to them. Just, I never wanted to take that risk, you know? Um, and, I respect that. And, and I guess that, and that also applies into the product of your own environment. I ended up the way I am um, because of, uh, you know, two main reasons was because of my depression. The other one is because of my dad, you know? Um, and those are both the product of my environment, just who I am as a person, what I deal with. Um, uh, psychologically and just family you know like um, what I've experienced what I've seen happen you know and those are reasons why I choose not to do it but also if I was in that habit I feel like I would have also broken it uh, having seen that as well you know how about you Gavin we read like what's going on so yeah, a lot of shit. Just <laughs> a lot of questions. <laughs> I was, were, I was deep through my own on. thoughts. For so a little basically, bit. the whole uh, product of your own environment, right? Do you believe that even if a person is around good people or necessarily bad people, right, that they can flip that switch out of nowhere due to reasons as Devin was just saying, or like just how you grow up? Like, yeah, yeah, like psychological, or like in your head type of thing. Yeah. Mm from what you see and what you've grown up around. Hmm. Like you can hang out with like all like good people, but then like there's still like that one bad egg, like what happened to him sort of thing. Or there could be that one bad egg and all of a sudden he's a good egg. Mm-hmm. Right? I think it's what you see. I think what you want to be. You know I mean? Like you take inspiration from a lot of things, whether it be movies, you know, actors, athletes comedians and you see them you see that people love them you want to be like that or you know or maybe you see somebody's style and you really want to go after that and it has nothing to do with the people you're around you just you see something that you like and you admire it and you think that people will like you for that and so you go after it and that changes you as a person or some people they do it out of own personal gain you know I think everybody walks a fine line in their mind of like what they can and can't do you know they kind of like set guidelines for themselves you know no matter who they're around mm -hmm. like oh I can only like you'll you'll find this a lot like when you hang with certain groups what I can and can't say around these people it's almost like guidelines you know like yeah I may be around this group but that doesn't define me you know tonight yeah. I, tonight I sit before you guys and I you know this is me but maybe I'm a little bit more goofy with a different group you know or maybe yeah. I'm a little bit more straight or maybe I'm like wicked uptight with another group and we're all snobs like who knows like it's kind of like 
you may be with a group, but you deep down also aspire to do certain things. Like well that. said, brother. I like that. Well said. That was very, very well said. Wow. You guys just reached the I think the record for uh longest podcast episode. Yes. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> we can uh, keep going too, you know? <laughs> go all night. Four AM a good right, subject. We'll I love yeah. talking all night. Yeah, there's just so many there were a lot of good subjects just right here, just us just chopping it up and and a lot of people before they come onto the podcast they always ask me this one question. They always say it, no matter if they're comfortable speaking or not speaking. What would we even talk about? Mm-hmm. And I think you guys know now, there's a lot of things to talk about because we're all just, we're just asking questions and having conversation, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, people think that it's like a, like a, you take your turn and like, you ask a question. It's like, they, people think it's like, kind of like robotic in a way. Mm-hmm. And they don't think that they can express their own opinions and, and whatnot. So I really appreciate you guys really coming on and speaking your own opinion. No, of course. Thank you for having Definitely. us. Yeah, that was awesome. I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, whoever listens, again, I appreciate you. Even if it's just one listener or many listeners, I really don't care at the end of the day. But just know, peace and love, baby. Of course. Mm-hmm. Peace and love. Peace out. <laughs> Thank you, you guys. Later, guys. Take it easy.